For a while now, I have felt a growing sense of dread and even frustration with covering gaming news. My own journey as a content creator, uh, my transformation as a gamer, it feels somewhat hijacked by an attempt to pull everything into a fight or a battle. The way that the conversations about gaming typically goes, it's just something that sort of started, I feel like it was infecting the content and my approach to discussion. I certainly have not handled the pressure, the debates, even the attacks that took place this year very well. I don't think I've handled it as perfectly as I would have liked to have. And I wanted to make a change and sort of formally walk away from the quote-unquote console war, right? This means that my contribution to it has to be acknowledged while also changing how I approach content and discussions. I had some people respond to the idea. I tweeted and said, listen, you know, I'm walking away from this. I want to discuss this on my show. And they were like, I don't really feel like you console war. I don't really feel like that's something that you do. Now, you might think that I do if you've only seen small clips of me taken out of context on Twitter, or you may have come into discussions and maybe I've been overly harsh or reacting to what I feel like is, you know, a swipe or an attack. This is more about a declaration of not wanting to frame things in that way and really changing the vibe and the tone here on the channel. I would like to be able to cover things like the Xbox tax discussion uh, or Bethesda replying to negative reviews about Starfield but I want to do that in a way that welcomes disagreement and differing viewpoints. Currently I'm really hesitant to cover certain topics, not because I don't have an opinion, but because of what it commonly devolves into. And I am not blameless in this exchange. I have commonly overreacted to arguments if I thought they were being made in bad faith, or if I felt like they were sort of taking a jab or a swipe at me. We had a pretty regular flow of people coming in with brand new accounts that were trying to bait me, and they succeeded sometimes. I would like to get to a point where that's just not a part of the content. If I feel somebody's making a bad faith argument, or they're trying to take a jab at me, I would rather just acknowledge and say that rather than react in an emotional way. But this decision is multifaceted. So let me walk through three sections, and then I want to discuss this with you because this is sort of an evolution. This is something that I was reflecting on over the Thanksgiving break, and I've been reflecting on it for a while. You may have even sensed a slight tone shift in how I approach certain subjects, but I wanted this to be more of a formal sort of declaration but also a welcoming back to the table to be like listen if you feel like you weren't welcome here or the vibe just got too you know rough and 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 rigid i don't want that to be the case so the first thing i want to talk about is what happened now this is going to include my journey as a gamer my coverage of the xbox activision deal what resulted from that how i think i really failed to live up to my own standards and how i want to live my life like the way i responded to the negativity around my own coverage. Uh, I just would like to foster an environment where that's not the case. So I'm going to talk about what happened and and how that all transpired and and try to own my own fault in how I handled that. The second thing I want to talk about is what I decided. Some of this has been an internal shift in change in me. I'm on my own personal journey and I just started listening to some of my shows from earlier this year and I just didn't like the way that they sounded. You may, as I said, you may have noticed a general tone and vibe shift and it's been a bit calmer in recent weeks. I want to explain why this matters to me personally, but also from a professional standpoint, what I want to foster and grow wasn't going to happen with how I was handling 
handling certain subjects and discussions. I would like to foster an environment where we're sort of recapturing dialogue and discourse and disagreement that's just so lost in this day and age and it's even infected dialogue around gaming which is just remarkable considering gaming is supposed to be about fun and community and enjoyment and a hobby that we all share and I don't feel I was fostering that I feel like we were starting to lean too heavily in very rigid very very harsh and very cutting sometimes debates and discussions that doesn't mean we're not going to discuss and debate it's more as I said a vibe shift so I'll talk a little bit about that my personal decision here why I felt the need to sort of speak about this publicly lastly I want to cast a vision going forward the show is not changing but we do want to give it a tone we want to give it an identity I truly enjoy discussion I really enjoy disagreement and setting a tone that welcomes that is vital I think we do that with this intentional tone shift and an identity focus so this is still going to be reforged gaming you're still going to get a daily gaming talk show but with a very intentional push for a more enjoyable and open door vibe and I'm going to call on you to join in but I'm also going to call on the community to keep me accountable like hey this is this needs to sort of stay in that welcoming charitable lane if I if I sort of get out of that lane so first what happened okay so the first thing I want to talk about is my evolution as a gamer this was not something that I did intentionally I didn't wake up one day and decide that my preferences were going to be what they are your preferences are largely shaped almost passively as you experience things like maybe you've developed a taste for certain types of coffee beer food video games movies music and a lot of the times that's not something that you intentionally do you have to be exposed to something a lot of times before you sort of develop an affinity for it or maybe you develop an aversion to it right like i don't like fighting games a real, real real great insight into why I don't like fighting games is I grew up and my older brother and his friends would beat the tar out of me in Street Fighter and Killer Instinct and it's hard to develop an affinity for a game when you're bad at it and when you're losing all the time I was better at Goldeneye so I gravitated towards shooters so I grew up in a Nintendo home and when I shifted to PC games it was for Quake, Unreal Tournament, Call of Duty again I was really gravitating towards those shooters. These are preferences again that were sort of just largely shaped by things that were out of my control but that's where I ended up landed and when I switched back to console it was on the Xbox 360 and it was with Call of Duty World at War and I basically primarily played Call of Duty all the way until about 2015 now that was when I started streaming and I used Borderlands and other sort of variety games when I started my streaming career before I ultimately landed in Destiny I basically streamed and played Destiny as my primary game from 2015 to early 2021 so that's six years I didn't play a lot of other games this is why commonly when people look at you know my gaming history and they don't see a lot of PlayStation games or they don't see a lot of games where I've you know platinum them or gotten trophies or whatever it's because because that was my life. I was living and playing Destiny. I was streaming Destiny sometimes for eight hours a day. I would go live at like seven in the morning and I would shut down at like five in the evening and literally like I'd eat lunch and then I would in front of the stream, I'd go up and have dinner with my family. That's all I did. I gave so much of my life and sacrificed so much of my time 
to Destiny and to streaming it, okay? So mainly playing that, I also was late to PlayStation. I had characters on a PlayStation, but my late arrival had me missing out on a lot of the PlayStation staples. I basically had to borrow my brother's PS3 to play the first Last of Us, okay? That was sort of the first experience I had with like a mainstay PlayStation title and then I got the PS4 Pro because I really wanted to play Spider-Man and I really wanted to play God of War 2018. Now all of this led to my excitement about Xbox and PlayStation with the next gen era that we were about to enter because I considered my fa- myself a fan of both although I was primarily rooted in Xbox. I had way more games, way more of a backlog, I had way more friends, that's where I built my streaming career. I actually started my streaming career with Ori in the Blind Forest with the Xbox Connect camera. That's how I streamed uh, in those early days before I had a streaming PC. So, you know, going into 2020 and beyond, I was excited for both platforms. And a lot of this was because I played Destiny 2 on PC and I had experienced that higher frames per second. And that really mattered to me. I distinctly remember having to go back to the old gen console for Destiny. It was one of the raids, like a hard mode or something. And I had to go back and it was very, very rough. I remember I actually got headaches when I would play God of War 2018 and Spider-Man because they were 30 FPS. I couldn't figure it out. I would end every day with those games and I'd have like a headache like around my eyes. I was like, I feel like I'm having like eye strain. And so once I got accustomed to the higher frames per second, that mattered to me. That was like a huge deal. So when the marketing came out about Project Scarlet and the PS5, I was excited to see frames per second as like part of the dialogue. So you've you've heard me talk about this. Like it's a huge priority for me. And again, that's a preference that was shaped by exposure. I played a lot of Fortnite. I played a lot of Destiny 2. And that was all on PC. Okay. Well... If you get to 2021 and 2022, these were very transformational years for me. A lot of you maybe discovered me in 2023 when I started covering the Xbox Activision deal, and you saw me being against it. You may have seen clips on Twitter. That's kind of when a lot of this started. Well, the years leading up to 2023 were extremely transformational because I stopped playing and I stopped covering Destiny exclusively. I switched to variety coverage. We actually moved the live show to the channel that you're on right now. This channel in late 2021 only had about 5,000 subscribers and I moved my live show to this channel. Now that largely was a time where I was just gravitating to games that appealed to me. I really had burned myself out with Call of Duty and I had a stronger affinity for like open world action adventure games. I remember intentionally waiting to play Ghost Ghost of Tsushima until I got a PS5 because again, I wanted to play that game at the 60 FPS. Well, during my early days of variety coverage, I devoted a lot of my time and a lot of my coverage to two games, Halo Infinite and New World. I was basically looking for games that could be a potential shift for me, right? Were there games that I could regularly visit and cover? I did not want to become a one-game streamer anymore. I was opposed to that, but I thought, hey... Halo's going to have seasons, New World's this MMO, it feels more casual. I devoted a ton of coverage to those two games. And much like everybody else, people that are watching this, you may have had similar experiences, I really fell away from both games. I fell away from New World, and I fell away from Halo Infinite. And in that sort of vacuum, in that sort of absence, 
I replaced their sort of coverage, their regular gameplay, uh, regular news segments and things like that. I did a lot of Elden Ring coverage and a lot of Elden Ring gameplay. I did a lot of Horizon Forbidden West coverage and gameplay, and then a ton of God of War Ragnarok. So in this year, when that happened, I'm naturally not playing or focusing on Xbox because not a lot happened in that year. They had a pretty rough year. They were very non-existent with respect to like first party presence. They weren't doing the big push that a lot of us were hoping for. Now, a lot of companies weren't. A lot of games were getting delayed. So I'm not singling Xbox out. I'm just explaining to you that's what happened. I was naturally not touching or turning on or covering or thinking about Xbox games. Now, if you go back and you look at my coverage of Starfield, you will actually notice how much I was looking forward to it because that was sort of this out in the distant title that I really felt was going to be a big moment for Xbox. I was really looking forward to it. I loved Skyrim. I really loved Fallout 4. Those were my kind of games, right? Open RPGs, lots of loot, you know, they they, they appealed to me uh, very much. And so, my coverage of Starfield was starting to sort of reestablish this idea of like, okay, maybe Xbox can start to turn some things around, right? We've waited and waited and waited. There was the sickie, there was the global situation, people were working from home. And that basically gets us to where everything started to go wrong, at least in some respects. The more I looked into the Xbox Activision deal, the less that I liked it. And the more time that passed, I felt more dissatisfied with Xbox as a gaming brand. They hadn't delivered on next-gen promises with any of games that mattered to me, because Halo Infinite was certainly not really showing off any next-gen prowess. I don't like racing games, so, you know, Forza Horizon, I always gave it its 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 flowers. I always praised it and said, hey, that's a good-looking game, but it wasn't a game that I was playing. I found myself enjoying not just PlayStation games, but I was also enjoying their approach to games, their approach to quality this generation. And it started to make me sort of feel annoyed with the coverage that I I saw from the game's media about the Xbox Activision deal. So I decided to, in my own way, throw down the gauntlet. I I, I came back to my house on a Friday morning from a thing I do uh, with my church, and I was like, I'm going to write a monologue right now about this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the coverage. It just doesn't feel like it's facts-based. It doesn't feel like it's it's truth-based. It's extremely biased. So I called out the bad coverage, and I was quickly met with attacks. And most of this was because they were people that enjoyed that video. They enjoyed the coverage. They clipped it and they threw it on Twitter and they called out certain people who were writing for certain outlets and they felt like these people were doing a bad job. So they were kind of throwing my clips in their face. And I did name somebody in the clip and I was like, this coverage is bad and I cited the article. Now, I was suddenly thrust into a fight that I did not realize was raging on Twitter. At the time, my Reforge Gaming Twitter account had maybe 300 followers. I was not very active on Twitter. It was not an environment that I enjoyed very much, uh, given some things that happened to me in the past. So, when this happened... When my clips sort of started making the rounds, I shot up to a couple thousand followers on Twitter from the roughly 300 that I had. And the growth and the attention largely felt very good. I had this, you know, a couple of clips pretty much go viral and they weren't, some of them weren't even mine and they were getting like hundreds of thousands of views and they were about the deal and they would get, you know, segments clipped and then I would clip those segments and I would put them into YouTube shorts because they were pulling very quick. 
they were pulling very high view counts and this sort of felt like positive reinforcement well it gave me this false sense of confidence i thought hey you know people are really vibing with my coverage let's keep this going that's what i told myself well what i didn't realize was i was amassing an equal number or maybe even a greater number of people who hated me they did not like me they called me things like a sony pony and this led to attacks this led to false claims about what i said or didn't say i was misrepresented many times by people on the other side you know that felt that this is a pony we got to attack this guy well i lashed out i blocked people i became very reactionary in my live content especially i would snap at people and it was pretty activating so once again i've been through this before to be attacked and to be misrepresented and i didn't handle it in the best way it's not fun to be attacked it's not fun to be misrepresented it's not fun to have your comments ripped out of context or for you know just to have people flat out lie about you that's very it's very uh, frustrating it makes you feel very powerless because in the world that we live in as soon as that's sort of out there as soon as sort of the clip is ripped from context and false framed everyone just believes it about you they don't even sometimes watch the clip itself so i realized you know a few streams in the late summer i was listening to them and i felt taken aback by how angry i sounded i'm not an angry person (laughs) like i like to discuss i like to passionately debate but I'm known for laughing a lot. I'm known for being a fun person, right? The the people that know me in my personal life would never describe me as an angry person. Now, they might say I'm a little bit argumentative and I enjoy a good discussion and debate, but they wouldn't be like, yeah, that guy's always angry. And so I was listening to my own shows and I was like, gosh, I sound so irritable. I sound so angry. Like if somebody from my personal life listened to this, they'd be like, gee, purrs, like, why are you so irritated? What's the problem? Well, around this time, the clip sniping started happening and it, 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 it hit up a, a higher level, which led to some other things. And it led to somebody that I thought was a friend. You know, they made it clear that I was only good for content. I felt like I was sort of being used. Um, and I had sort of an internal downward spiral, right? I felt anxious because it didn't seem like anything I said mattered. It felt like I was always being twisted. It felt like I was always being misrepresented. I felt depressed. I felt sad because once again, I felt isolated. I felt like Hey, I thought these folks were on my side and I clearly don't have, you know, people on in my corner. Now I do. Some of you have been very kind. There have been people that have sent DMs that have been like, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head up. Ignore the attacks. But all of this led to an internal decision, which is what I want to talk about next. This is, this is what I decided. Okay. So I was listening to a biography of somebody that I really admire and respect. It's a person that I look up to. And I even try and I would like to model my discourse after this person. Okay. And a turning point in his life was when someone impressed upon him that he should strive to disagree without being disagreeable. And this sort of hit me in the face like a bat because I felt that I had fostered an environment that felt more disagreeable 
and less about just having disagreements. Now, I'm not saying this was 100% my fault, okay? There were plenty of bad actors and people that were coming in on alt accounts and doing their best to disrupt what I was attempting to do. There were plenty of people attacking me on Twitter, telling people, hey, don't watch that guy. He's a grifter. He's I don't I don't know how I'm grifting. I, I truly don't. I've never made my content about other people. I've never made my content about drama, but the vibe and the tone was disagreeable and it wasn't the the sort of environment that I want to foster so even though it wasn't a hundred percent my fault at the end of the day it's my channel and it's my show so it falls on me to make changes so for the past month or so this is November 29th is when I'm I'm doing this you may have noticed a bit of a vibe shift like if you go back a couple of weeks in you know mid to late October and into November you may have noticed a slight vibe or tone shift I was leaving room for other opinions I was trying to be more empathetic and say things like hey I I could see why you think that I understand you know why you might conclude that I don't see it that way and I know the clips are still happening, right? I know people are still false framing me and taking me out of context. Like a good example of this, and this is not something that I'm I'm ever going to be able to avoid, okay? This is just the world that we live in. Dishonest people are ripping clips out of context in every avenue, including gaming. But a good example of this is I was being criticized for not covering the Bungie layoffs. I was accused of not wanting to cover a negative Sony topic. So I felt attacked. I felt like my character and integrity were under question. At the time, there were only a handful of tweets. I think we had at that at that time, we had maybe five tweets and I was being accused of not covering it because I, I was trying to protect Sony. So I got defensive and I lashed out. I said something about I didn't want to cover some people from Bungie crying on Twitter about being laid off and the clips were smashed together and highly edited and ripped out of context to make me look bad you don't realize that oh this is a guy defending himself he's irritated because he's having his character and his integrity question and all you see is oh yeah this, this guy's a jerk he doesn't care about people from Bungie being laid off now they did this after I decided to cover the topic because I take serious issue with Bungie as a company and its leadership I think that company and its leadership is toxic and horrible, and I think one day we'll learn way more about that company. They've done things to me and others with intentional targeting that I think is awful, but I did that show because once we learned the truth, it was like, wow, this is really bad. This is not just a couple of people tweeting that they had been laid off. So, I only recount this to show that even when I made an effort to do what I felt like was the right thing, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do a show about a couple of tweets. I waited, we got the full story, and then I did the show. Well, I had already sabotaged my efforts. Because why? Well, I felt like I needed to defend myself, and I lashed out. And I fed people what they wanted. I fed them clips of me being flippant or crass. And then it just gets presumed that, oh, that's what this guy thinks. He's a terrible guy. And again, a lot of this is within the console war narrative. I was accused of not covering something because, oh, it's bad press for Sony. And instead of just being like, no, that's that's not why. Instead of just calmly stating that, listen, I'll cover it if there's more for story, but right now we just have tweets. So I didn't want to cover it because we had virtually no concrete info. I spoke crassly about people being laid off in the context of defending myself, and then that gets weaponized, okay? Now, 
some of this is in the interest of not feeding a dishonest smear machine on Twitter. Like, that's what Twitter is, right? But I'm not delusional. Folks are still going to do this. And that's a personal issue I think a lot of them have to work on. Like, just yesterday, I was off for a week, I come back, I do a show, and just yesterday, I saw people completely misrepresenting me, lying about me, saying, like, calling me out about the strangest things. I just really think these people have to figure out why they spend so much time and energy hating and and trying to harm someone else simply because they don't agree with them. I think I cannot control their actions. I generally think a lot of these people give off very unhappy, very angry energy, and I don't want to contribute to that. I don't want to be a part of that. I cannot control and contribute their negative energy. But what I can control is not reacting, not feeling like I have to defend myself, not giving in to the console war narrative. Like, you're a Sony pony, you're not covering this. It's like, no, I'm not even going to get into that with people anymore. I don't get into with with people on Twitter, and I certainly shouldn't be doing that in, in the live environment because I think it fosters a very negative energy. So if I walk away from this console war narrative and I make a concerted effort to change the tone and the approach, I can, at the very least, take satisfaction in making the content and fostering the environment that I want on my terms, according to my own beliefs. And that leads to the final section here, going forward. So casting a vision here. And just to be perfectly clear, we are not rebranding or changing anything. People were like, are you going to shy away from saying what you feel? Are you going to shy away from speaking facts? And it's like, no, I'm still going to tell you what I think. I'm still going to largely base everything I say off of facts, off of research. I'm, I'm not changing. I'm not rebranding. This is about communicating a tone shift. If I can't engage with people who have opinions that are either misinformed, maybe they're just completely opposed to mine, and it's just based on a different viewpoint. Or maybe they are coming from bad faith. Maybe they are trying to stir things up. If I cannot engage with those people, then the format of this show simply will not work. It's a show that's based in dialogue. It's a show that's based in discourse. And if we can't do that, if I can't do that with people that are on the complete opposite side from the issue that I'm that I'm looking at, let's say we're talking about the Xbox tax. I need to be able to argue, discuss, and have dialogue with somebody who believes there's an Xbox tax. If not, there's there's just not a show to be had. There, there's there's not a show to do. It just isn't going to work. So I want to make this more about dialogue. It needs to be more about discourse rather than winning an argument. I enjoy argumentation. I enjoy debates. But the mark of somebody who is good at debating is somebody who is good at listening. I want someone to feel free to say, listen, I believe the Xbox tax is real. And while I feel like the Xbox tax is not real, I think it's linked to all kinds of problematic things. I want to seek to understand why the person thinks that. I think that's better than simply dismissing it or quickly dismantling what they're attempting to say, and then they sort of feel like they've been brushed off or disrespected. I also tend to cover things a day or two after the story has broken. Now, this has been a source of undue criticism. People will say, hey, why aren't you covering this thing? It just broke an hour ago. This this dude's dodging, right? Well, 24 to 48 hours later, I do cover it, and then they pretend that I didn't. That was a, That's a common trend in the misinformation, in the false framing, in the attacks. People will say, oh, he doesn't cover that. He, he's, he's dodging. Well, it's like, no, I... 
I write an entire monologue in the evening before dinner. And then the next day I sit down and I go through it with you. I can't suddenly shift to something immediately. It just isn't possible. So the reason I do this is I want to get all of the information that I can. There are so many channels out there that you can see a video the instant the, 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 the thing hits. They'll have a video within the hour. There are so many channels doing that. That's not what I do. I'm not worried about being first. I'm worried about being accurate and fostering an environment for discussion. In a world where all media outlets and content creators are rushing to be first, I would rather take a different route. So the channel and the brand is going to stay Reforge Gaming. But I would like to start referring to the morning talk show as input delay. Sort of a fun catchy phrase that we use in gaming right input delay i commonly complain about input delay in games where i feel like it's probably my old man reflexes more than input delay but i delay my input on something i do i want to foster a more level-headed and calm environment and that doesn't you know that doesn't mean there's not going to be debates it doesn't mean there won't be passion but i want to foster an environment that's more about discussion it's more empathy driven I don't want to turn around in a year and have grown the channel with a bunch of negative or harsh energy, right? We're, we're on the road to 50,000 subscribers. And I said this yesterday. I don't want the next 20,000 subscribers jumping in because they think this is some bash fest. This is some negative fight channel. I, I just, I don't want to foster that environment at all. I would like to hit 50K subscribers with a bunch of people who don't think like me. Who don't agree with me or that do it's 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 great to have people here who align with things that i think but this doesn't mean that i'm not going to have negative topics if i have an opinion about something that's negative i'm not going to hide that like if i'm like listen uh, you know bethesda responded to these starfield you know negative things the, the negative reviews they're responding there's good and bad there. I, I think there's good and bad things to say. I'm not going to shy away from being critical of aspects of it because I think some of it's bad. But I want to make space for the opposing view. So let's say I do that. Let's say I get critical about you know some of the things I saw in how Bethesda is responding. Okay. I, I want you to be able to come in and be like, this is not a big deal. This is totally fine. This is good. And not feel dismissed or disrespected. So it's the same show but I want the vibe to change. That's the goal, right? I let the console warring and the clips taken out of context and the attacks, I let them get to me. It affected how quickly I was dismissing people, how quickly I would ban somebody. It affected how presumptive I would be about somebody's position or view. I found myself being very presumptive sometimes. Oh, you're probably just an Xbox guy. That is stemming from that console war narrative. It sort of infects the way that you view things. I want somebody to be here for a year. They've been subbed to the channel. They've been consuming the content. And I want them to say, listen, I don't agree with this guy. But his approach to discussion is enjoyable. It's charitable. Now, I know a lot of you are already saying that. You're like, listen, I I don't feel like you console war. I feel like you just stick to the facts and people don't like that. I appreciate that. I think to a point you're right. I don't necessarily think we've made the console war the center stage. We avoided a lot of subjects. I avoided a lot of topics because I knew what it was going to devolve into. I don't want to feel like I have to do that. I want to be able to be like, you know what? Let's talk about the Xbox tax. Why do you think it's real? 
here's why I don't think it's real and seek understanding more than like uh, some victory or like some tally mark on some board because when you start to feel attacked you start to think that defending yourself is a matter of winning well if I could win this fight if I could win this argument sorry discord if I could win this fight if I could win this argument well then I've defended myself right I've, I've, I've won okay I want people to be able to walk away and say, listen, I don't agree with this guy. I think the Xbox tax is real, but that was an enjoyable discussion. I understand where he's coming from. I felt like I was understood. Like, I want you to be able to say that at the end of a show. It's easy to get defensive. It's easy to misfire when you feel you're being attacked or your livelihood is under threat. It's one thing to be trolled or to be called a pony. It's another thing to have folks using their platform and their channels to call my character into question, my integrity, for them to encourage people to not watch the show, for them to to refer to me as, as, as disparaging names, and then they send their audiences here to say those terrible things. Listen, if that's what people want to do with their platforms and their channels, I can't stop that, okay? But it starts to affect the way that I respond, okay? the constant insistence that people should not watch me or that I'm just a grifter or that you shouldn't come and tune in. My question is, what are you scared of, right? Like, why would you not come and just engage in debate and dialogue? In Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3, Episode 2, the character Data says, do you consider your position so weak that it cannot withstand debate? So... Not just what are you scared of, but like, what am I scared of? Like, why I shouldn't feel threatened if someone's disagreeing with me, if someone's even taking a swipe, okay? Discussion is healthy. Being corrected or having your mind changed on a subject is fun. I've done it over the years. I've changed the way that I view certain things. I've been like, hey, I used to think this. I don't think this anymore. I used to not like these games, and now I like them, right? Ask me about rogues sometimes. Um, I'm, I, I, I just... Fundamentally, this is a lot of an internal thing more than anything. I think a lot of people were like, how can you walk away from a console war? I didn't feel like you were console warring. And I appreciate people saying that. I certainly leaned in, okay? I was putting clips on Twitter that I knew would get a reaction. I would go on rants, and I would say things, and I would take shots. I knew what I was doing, okay? And some of that was because it felt good. When you get attacked, it feels good to swing back sometimes. But internally and externally in how we talk about things I am walking away from the console war not because I felt like I ever really entered into it I really felt like I got dragged into it both unwittingly and unwillingly I didn't know being against the Activision deal was going to turn into what it turned into admittedly once I got there I leaned in right I had clips I had rants I had things where I was like this is kind of fun but I think it's time to set a new standard for gaming discussions and gaming dialogue, at least on my own channel. So to borrow a phrase from Phil Spencer, he once said that engagement is our oxygen. He was talking about Game Pass and, and how, they, uh, how they foster engagement with content. And I love that phrase, like engagement is our oxygen. Well, in a similar way, a talk show like the one that I want to do, well... It needs differing opinions. It needs disagreements. So (laughs) disagreement is our oxygen. In a way, I want to push the reset button, okay? I I don't want people to consider this a place that is 
console warring, grifting, some Sony Pony channel. Now, I can't dictate what people think. I can't change people's minds who have already written me off or decided I'm a terrible person, or they're probably already, we're 35 minutes in. They probably already have some clips. I can't control their behavior. I can't. But I can control what I do here. We can control what we do when we talk. We can foster a place where things like the Xbox tax can be discussed that doesn't devolve into an angry console war. Now listen, (laughs) I'm not delusional. This will not be easy because people will come in and they will try to stir the pot. This is a joint effort. This is not something I can do by myself, okay? If you're here right now with a badge or you've lurked and listened for a long time, you've subscribed for a long time, listen to me. You got to help me with this. This is not going to be easy. I'm going to lead the charge from the front. I want you to kind of follow suit here. So while this will be hard, I'm up for the challenge. And the question is, are you? And that's the show open. I try to just write from the heart and be honest and give you a picture of what's been going on internally with me, my own beliefs, and what I want to see this place turn into, and I didn't feel like I was doing that. I didn't feel like I was achieving that. And um, yeah, that is the uh, that's the that's the new direction. That's the vibe. That's the tone shift. You know, I don't know if I'll go start unblocking people on Twitter. Um, I might. I might consider just sort of hitting the reset button with everybody, not because I feel like I want to, you know, go on some like restitution tour uh, I don't know if people are even interested in that there there are probably folks that are still going to dislike and swing and hate me but if you come here the goal is to foster an environment that is not that and holy smokes I got a lot of people to thank a five bomb from DK Beggar and a five bomb from uh, Hotshot845 I wanted to get your name right I have to I have to move my head a lot farther now because of where I put the uh, the camera and my monitors are different positions thank you so much and then one from Lancelot and that's going to take us to 11 we might have more than 11 I'll have to check the back end to make sure I'm not missing anything um, DK Beggar also hit 13 months as a member and he's a VIP. Thank you for that, DK Beggar. Zippy Narwhal with a five spot says, It was surprising when you started engaging with actual uh, talk to fanboys. Okay, I didn't include that in the show open, Zippy. I didn't know who those people were, brother. Like, go back to my show opening monologue. I had 300 followers on Twitter. I, I, I did not engage with lots of people on Twitter. So when someone was kind to me and and used some of my clips, do you know what I did? I said, "Oh, hi." Like I was I had no idea that people thought those guys are toxic fanboys. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who J-Dub was. I didn't know who King Thrasher Red Dragon was. But you know what? They're not the only people that I followed at the time. I was following people on the other side. I was following people that eventually started attacking me. I was following a lot of different people because I thought, here, I'll follow all sides. One side started being really unkind, and it was because of my views of the Activision deal. Like, I didn't know who those people were, dude. I I was completely new to this world. You have to remember, 
I was a Destiny guy for six years, brother. I switched to variety coverage. Suddenly, I'm thrust into this thing on Twitter, and I go from 300 followers to, like, almost 2,000 like that. And everyone's like, well, why do you follow this guy? Why do you engage with this guy? It's like, I don't know who these people are. They were digging my clips and being nice to me. I, what was I supposed to do? Is there, a tw- is there a Twitter background check app I could use? You know what I'm saying? Like, like afford me some charity on that. Like, I didn't know who any of these people were. Oh, we got some more coming in. A gifted from Patrick. A gifted from Joker Quinn and takes us to 13 on the day. Five from Raptor taking us to 18 members. Dodevas, old school right there. 23 months in a VIP. Disagree with being without being disagreeable. 23 and counting. That's right. We're going to disagree without being disagreeable. That's exactly right. Thank you, Raptor, for the five. A gifted from the Luna Joker. And a 10 bomb comes in from Dodevas. Dodevas drops the big one. That takes us all the way to 29. He takes us past the 25. I owe you guys five every 25 and we are kicking things off with the right attitude right now let's grow a community of people generosity is one way we get to do it if you cannot afford a membership you might get one just by hanging out smash the like button hit subscribe thanks for being here lancelot renews his membership as a reforge writer don't forget you can upgrade to become a reforged writer for $1, and that's our end-of-the-day segment. We we went through this, and we planned a lot of what I just walked through yesterday in Reforged Writers. Um, <clears throat> KVAX with eight months. I appreciate your candor today. Your facts-based style is what attracted me. The tone shift around the Starfield release pushed me away, but I'm back. Welcome back. Um... So what, engage with whoever you want? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you gotta, like, pocket watch me and be like, oh, who are you following? Who are you engaging with? I was following a lot of people. I was following Xbox guys, like, diehard Xbox guys. I followed everybody that was interacting with me in some capacity. Ganks with 32 months in the VIP says, all hail Lono Stradamus. Kvax bumps the line to 30 and sets up an easy 20 bomb slam home. We'll see if any of the big boys are here today. Cat dropped a 20 bomb yesterday. We will see if it happens again. And DK Beggar pushes it one more time to 31. I'll be honest with you. There were times where people attacked me and I didn't know who they were. I would just like instantly block them. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what this is. I That's not my world, man. You can, Think of it this way. Imagine that all you care about and all you watch is this sport over here. And suddenly you decide to start watching a completely different sport. And you show up to the events and you go to your friend's house and you don't have a clue what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, this guy, here he goes again. You're like, what's the matter with this guy? You don't like this commentator? Why? Well, you don't know any of that stuff. You, you don't know. I had no idea. There was like these predetermined lines and this guy's a this and this guy's a that and he's a troll and that guy's a... Du-. I didn't know any of that. All I know is people started following me and interacting with my content. One of the first times I ever interacted with King Thrash, he put me in a video and thought I was mainly a PC guy. King Thrash and I didn't even meet on like really nice terms. I was in a video and he was like, he thought I was like a mainstay PC guy. I was like, I'm not. 
I don't know where you get that, but I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hang on. Brap's in the house. Somebody's uh, agreeing with Brap. What did Brap say? I thought somebody t- somebody tagged Brap. Hang on. We got a lot of people talking. Uh, Silent Merc with eight months. Amazing to see you grow as a content creator, but I've been watching since Wrath of the Machine, and you have my respect massively, brother. Keep it up. Lancelot with nine months. Always appreciate your content. Glad to finally be able to jump on the train. Blame Google. They don't like my credit union. I don't know what... That's been happening to some people recently, Lancelot. Don't worry about it. Kicking with Timmy B. Gifts a member and pushes us to 32. We've got more bad games for me to play. You guys have got to get us up there. Delayed input is Kyle Bozeman's show. We're not changing the channel. I'm not trying to copyright anything. We're just going to call it input delay. It's a term from gaming. Like, input delay is just a term from gaming. The idea being, I delay my input. We're going for, like, level-headed, fun, charitable discussion, not angry, rigid, harsh talks or whatever. I just, I don't necessarily think we made bad content. I just feel that oftentimes, after the monologue, we'd get into the discussion, and I just didn't like the vibe that we were fostering. I don't think it got bad. It didn't get toxic. It just didn't feel like it was setting a good trajectory. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I don't like this. If we let this fester and grow, it's going to take us way over here. Does that make sense? It's I don't think we completely misfired and did like terrible things. It's just like this is taking us to a place that I don't want to go. Yo, Quintar with the 10 bomb. Another big member bomb drops and gets us within eight. Thank you, Ala Park, for getting the Brap quote. Brap says, I never thought of you was uh, I never thought you were console warring, only having a rational conversation with things like the Xbox tax and a single gifted from Stone Spire and somebody agreed with you Brap and here's the thing I saw a lot of people saying that on Twitter they're like I don't feel like you console war I don't feel like I console war either however it was infecting the way that I spoke to people the way that I responded to certain things, it was actually becoming a part of how I viewed things. Right? Five spot from Joker Quinn. Lono's the goat, my all-time favorite content creator. Much love, brother. Thank you, Joker Quinn. Yo, what's good, A9S9? The break was great. The break, the break was great. But, hang on. I had to take a drink of that. For those of you that know, for those of you that know and that are in the know, the uh, the Frickmas blend, it's back. And they're in black bags this year. Get your Frickmas orders in today. We had eight orders yesterday. They all got bagged up. They all got shipped out. We already have an order this morning. The original team, Dark Roast, three bags of Dark Roast to Zoo Bear. Thank you so, so much. Appreciate that very, very much. So I appreciate the people that are like, hey, I don't feel like you, I, the portal was great on my break. I'm going to try and give you guys like a full review of it. Um, I agree with you. I don't think I was actively being like, yo, let's have a console war. 
I, I never felt like I did that. I do feel I would go on rants. I would kind of pop off. I'd have little clips that I would put on Twitter that certainly fed into the, you know, what the heck is going on, Xbox. Now, I feel that. I feel a sense of dissatisfaction and disappointment with Xbox. I do. Because of how long I've been with them, what I wanted from them this generation, I'm not getting. That's just a consumer-level disappointment. I can express that without being like giving off a vibe of like Xbox, like you know the, the the classic talking points, right? Xbox has no games. Xbox sucks. All those things people say. I think I can say that in a way. Again, disagree without being disagreeable. I should be able to express that disappointment as a as a as a consumer without it coming across as this guy is just bashing this guy just hates xbox now i again i can't control people misinterpreting me i can't control that people false framing me but i can at least control the vibe and the community that we foster here you know what i'm saying i can't change somebody's mind that hates me and is going to take a clip every day and try to make me look bad i can't change that i can't there's a part of me that would like to invite people like that back to the table and be like, listen, bring your questions and your comments here. Stop with the personal attacks. Let's just have a conversation, right? What What do you think about this subject? You know, rather than always criticizing what I think, you know, come to the table and share what you think. Hang on, I got some people to thank. Deafside with 24 months. That's a red badge. I stopped hanging out here when it was a PlayStation topic. The vibe got pretty bad for me, who's an Xbox guy. I'm happy to see this change coming. Happy to hear that, Deafside. Alan for the win jumps back in as a Reforged writer. What's good, JC? Um, You attributed to the console war on Sony's side. When Xbox deal went through, you named the video FTC loss instead of Xbox gets a win. So you're but do you see what you're saying? You're telling me I should have put positive spin on it. The story and the headline was the FTC lost. They initiated that case and they lost. I don't feel like that's... That has nothing to do with Sony's side at all. That was... This case was initiated by the FTC and they lost. Being like, Xbox gets a win. Like, you're basically telling me to do the opposite. You're wanting me to console war for Xbox. Hey, you should have put a positive spin on that for Xbox. What? And I was I was harsh about the FTC. I didn't feel like they did a great job in their closing arguments. They didn't handle one of the key elements of their case very well. Hadigan matter with four months. Console wars need uh, lead to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to out-of-context clips and blocked accounts. That's right. Terminal stupidity with five, and he takes us to 48. Thank you so much, Terminal stupidity. I think that's getting too... You're, you're, that's too nitpicky, right? That, that that's too nitpicky to be like well when something like that happens you 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 should make it sound positive for xbox or your console warring i don't agree with you i think i was well within my right to be like the ftc lost that's accurate that's representative of what happened it's it's not clickbait 
it's what happened they lost it was there they initiated that like i i don't think you can if you're going to get down and get that persnickety we're never going to get anywhere you're never going to let me talk about anything in any particular way at all the luna joker gifts a member max awesome gifts a member there it is the two that we needed two oops two singles slams at home to 50 welcome back in wolf saints no way somebody actually thinks the thumbnail equals console warring yeah i think you're 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 really stretching and lone wolf as the agent of chaos adeptly named lone wolf and he pushes us past 50 to 51 the idea that, yeah, everything should be framed the way I prefer. Yeah, I, f- I don't feel like you're being fair. I feel like you're presuming, oh, he, he made that negative for the FTC. That's on Sony's side. PlayStation loses or Xbox wins. Both of those are console war titles, says Butters. FTC loses sounds less biased to either side. Yeah, I, I, I focused on the, the FTC. I didn't even focus on Sony or Xbox. The FTC did this, and they failed. They lost. That was the story. I, you know, I I don't feel like that's console warring. Nice shirt. Thank you. This one's from Into the AM. So is my hoodie. Where's the logo? Is it over here? There it is. Guys, make sure and use my code, code Lono, over there at Into the AM if you like this one. Hey, you guys that like Starfield, come on. This kind of looks like a Starfield, you know, like when you're floating around that room trying to get the little glowy things. Gavin with five months of memberships I started watching because you go out of your way to be fair despite any biases which we all have just don't indulge the fanatics in any camp at James Wolfgang with 18 months and a reforged writer that's one thing I hate about social media people will just find ways to hate the idealized version they have of you in their head without question and then Jaggy with 27 months in a VIP hope you had a great day thank you very much Jaggy I found you during the Starfield release buildup and enjoyed you being even-handed and honest. Some of the people in the chat uh, stroke the console wars more, though, which is a little annoying sometimes. Listen. Like I said in the show open, I can't do this on my own. I can't. Like, you guys have to come to the table as long-standing members, as long-standing subscribers. You gotta help, too. If someone comes in and is going to be like, yeah, but you're just a pony, we have to be like, okay, I mean, we don't really do that here. Why do you think that? I mean, I don't, don't give them any power. If someone wants to come in and hurl an insult, we'll say, hey, listen, we we don't do that here. I'd rather know what you think than, than whatever name you've assigned to me. Why do you think I'm a pony? What do you think about the given subject? Instead of being like, well, no, we're like basically engaging them at that level of being like, well, you're an idiot or whatever people might say in response. Like he said, the FTC was the party that brought the lawsuit, so he named them. Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like that's such a non-starter. Ignore it. Well, obviously, yeah, I think sometimes you just ignore it. If you can tell somebody's just trying to get a rise, you can just ban them and be like, get out. Right, you don't even have to necessarily acknowledge that you're banning them, you know. Well, let's just say somebody comes in and says, "Lono, you're out of your mind. The Xbox tax is clearly real." Okay, you know, 
tell me I'm out of my mind. Okay, that's fine. Why do you think it's real? Like, start formulating your engagement around questions and understanding instead of being like, instead of immediately being like, well, this person's stupid. And then you might not say they're stupid, but you're going to talk to them like they are. Lono, you'd have to be insane to deny the fact that the, the Xbox tax exists. It's real. And I'd be like, okay, listen, let's calm it down here. Why do you think it's real? Give me, give me some reasoning. Try to compel me. Um, Private Hudson Ghost comes in and renews the membership. You don't help yourself when you say things like people that dislike the Portal or Tilu 2 remaster don't own the console. So you think a lighthearted joke about the PlayStation Portal and the Last of Us 2 remaster, what they have in common is a bunch of people that don't own the PlayStation 5 are going to try to convince you not to buy one. Come on. That's lighthearted. It was funny. <laughs> that was a funny tweet, bro. Come on. You've got to be able to hear the smile in the in the comment, dude. Not gonna lie, you have your work cut out for you. You're trying to bring reason to people who are deliberately being unreasonable. I admitted in the show open that this is going to be challenging. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Are you? Do you guys want to try it? Like, do you want to try to be one of the one of the few bastions? of just calm discussion about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Alright. I want to respond to what Casual Grinder's saying. Lono, you know a troll is never going to reason, let alone have a convo about something. Now, as far as it goes for me, if they come in with BS, then I'm full send clowning them. Here's the reality. I said this yesterday I said this yesterday in the writer's room I said listen if we can't engage with takes that are either bad faith misinformed or way out in left field okay if we cannot engage in those takes then let's just pack it up and go home because there's a lot of people that are that are well-meaning they're not trolls and their take is going to be either misinformed because they saw a bad video maybe they saw a bad tweet maybe they are arguing from bad faith maybe they're just really angry and they really want to defend their brand and they come with a bad faith take okay if we cannot engage with that and say okay hang on we hear what you're saying can you elaborate can we let me ask you a question if I can't do that if we can't do that collectively then let's just pack it up and go home you think the vast majority of people on YouTube are always gonna come in here with a super well thought out super hyper informed zero bad faith zero bias they're just gonna come with a pure take like what are we you're hoping for? everyone to come in and essentially be like the Goldilocks chatter they're just the right amount of you know opinion and information like the vast majority of the people that are jumping on YouTube and Twitter and want to engage in these discussions 
they're going to be all over the map. They're going to be really rigid. They're going to be really angry. They're going to be, maybe they're misinformed. That's not their fault. Maybe they are arguing from bad faith. If we can't weather that, let's just pack it up and go home, dude. Seriously. We got to be able to say, all right, look, (laughs) what you're saying sounds, you know, misinformed. It sounds like you haven't looked at all of the facts. Have you considered these reports over here? Have you considered this article? Have you considered this interview? And if they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't don't think so. Like yesterday, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I had somebody say that they felt Jim Ryan had been fired. That's what they thought. They're like, I don't have any facts to back it up. I think he was fired. And instead of me being like, that's stupid. I said, okay, why do you think that? Like, what are you, what are you basing that off of? Right, and we pressed and we pressed and we pressed, and it turned into, you know, his games as a service push didn't work. It clearly didn't work. So I pressed on that, and I said, "Well, they just announced that recently, so we're waiting." Like when you announce that you're going to make a bunch of games, it's probably going to take a couple years for them to come to fruition, right? Like when somebody says, "Hey, here's our press release about this game," you don't turn around in 12 months and go, "Where's the game?" You say. It's, it's only been 12 months, right? Press releases are usually, you know, at the minimum four, five, maybe six years before. So that is more of what I'd rather do. Instead of being like, well, yeah, that's just a stupid thing to say, or that's just that's just insane. Why would you think that? Like, instead of being like dismissive and disrespectful, I'd rather have discourse. Like, I'd rather engage with the person and say, I don't understand why you think that. There are people still to this day, even after Jim Ryan signs his deal, they're like, oh no, he was fired. And it's like, why do you think that? What you, you, you vote somebody out and then you make, you let them sign big, big level partnerships. You let them broker those kinds of deals. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't want somebody like that representing my company. And they're like, yeah, I've been fired. I've been voted out. I've got a couple of months left. Let me go sign this deal with this company. I mean, that could be very, very damaging. Is this console war? You spent $100 billion in a $250 billion market. So you spent 40% of the total market value and you're still last place and your console is still selling worse than the previous one that was also selling worse than the one before. Yeah, we're going to have to probably talk about that. I'm seeing that interview get circulated, the CFO. Missed you all week. Need my morning Lono fix. Good to see you, games we love. You were snarky? Okay. You're going to have to afford me some entertainment leeway and some personality if you expect me to be like a robot then that's that's also I think not going to work that's unrealistic if I cannot be afforded some personality and some entertainment elasticity like I might get a little snarky and a little sarcastic with somebody come on without showmanship what are we doing or am I just going to sit here I don't feel like that take is in good faith. Please explain your comment. Like, that's... Who's going to watch that? Is is somebody going to watch some lifeless, dead, no personality? Come on, dude. 
There's got to be a little snark. There's got to be a little, little, little spice every now and again. I'm not saying that I'm going to change my personality. I'm not changing like my, you know, if I've got some pizzazz or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Do the kids these days say pizzazz? Is that a word they're throwing around? You know, they say things like cap. No shot and pizzazz. I I think that's one of the common things they say these days. <laughs> Lono's always been snarky. It, right, like this is an internal personal decision for me to be able to disagree without being disagreeable. Like being snarky, I don't think falls out of that lane. I don't think getting a little snarky and getting a little, come on, bro, what you're saying is ludicrous. Like, that's, you can't be like, hey, 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 Lono. Like, I don't need a bunch of hall monitors in chat being like, hey, 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 Lono, that was a little, that was a little snarky. You got a little snarky there. Like, we're not doing that. We're not trying to police my level of passion. We're trying to shift the vibe and the tone to be more about, I want you to come here as a as a hardcore Xbox fan, what in the world just happened? That was really weird. My um, my script on the teleprompter like refreshed, so all of a sudden I saw like a flash of white. I was like, "What is happening?" Why did they get an image of Lono as the computer that helps the player in a game, but ends up being? The bad butt that saves the day when he did the robot voice. I'm not sure what you're referring to. I say don't change, just go with the flow. But here's the thing. Yeah, I got flashbang. It was like bing. What's good, Lono? Shout out uh, to the gate watchers. I see you, F cat. Oh, is F cat here? I, yeah, that would be an example. Oh, you're calling them hate watchers. <laughs> Uh, now Lono is crying about people crying about him it's a vicious cycle who's crying no one's crying what are you talking about um what was I saying what was I saying oh yeah okay this was like an internal thing I came to realize that I was sounding angry. I was feeling irritated. I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling a sense of like dread. I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to do that. I know what that's going to happen. Like we were talking about this yesterday and my producer's like, I just want you to be comfortable in the chair again. I want you to be comfortable in the chair again. I started to be so anxious because I was getting clipped. I was getting misrepresented. I was being, you know, completely defamed. It was all, it was all, it was all terrible. And it started to make me be like, well, if I don't talk about that, I'm less likely to say something that can be ripped out of context. I'm less likely to, you know, and it, it, I just didn't feel comfortable. I was, I felt like I was constantly on guard about what I was going to say or what I wasn't going to say. And if I can do sort of an internal shift and change to say, I'm not really worried about that. Right, I'm not really worried about defending myself. 
it's less about feeling like I have to defend myself and win a debate. It's more about discussion and understanding, like, and having empathy for the other side. Like, saying it and genuinely meaning it. I completely understand why somebody might think there's an Xbox tax. I get it. Like, I want to do a show on the Xbox tax. Guaranteed, somebody's going to take a picture of the thumbnail today and the thumbnail tomorrow and be like, I thought he wasn't console warring anymore. And it's like, I don't even want to give in to that. It's like, no, I should be well within my right to say, is the Xbox tax real? Is it a thing? Let's talk about it and not be like, yeah, you're console warring. No, I want to know what you think. Lono, you have increased the YouTube user base by making people create alternate accounts after being blocked. (laughs) That's never been my goal. Kyoka says, Kyoka was responding to Corey Massey and said, people like you always defend their daddies is the reason people don't grow. You keep trying to make us look like we're wrong about something he did. I'm not expecting him to agree with me. He was being biased towards Sony. So what? I, I admitted in the show open my evolution and my magnetism and draw to Sony was not intentional. It just happened. Like when I switched to variety coverage in the in the in the in the middle of 2021, and you roll that all the way through 2022, there I didn't have any control over the fact that like Halo Infinite didn't give me what I hoped for. It was like I can't do anything with this. That we were going to cover that regularly as a live service game. Uh, I've devoted a lot of time to New World, and that fell off. Right? I don't. I don't have any control over that. That's just what happened with those games. It was organic. And in the same year that that happened, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, and God of War, Ragnarok came out. So what happened? I covered those things. I enjoyed those things. And then I wake up in the beginning of 2023 and I'm like, yo, Xbox, what are you doing, man? Oh, you're trying to buy a company? I've gone through this. I've watched this happen in other sectors of our economy. I don't think this is a good idea. And so I'm critical of it. I don't support the deal. And what happens? I get labeled. I get attacked. I And that's the beginning of me lashing out. That's the beginning of me getting defensive. That's the beginning of me blocking people. Because that world doesn't really know any other way to talk about these things. And it just started to infect my brain. And I started to think, well, this person's only saying this for this reason. This person's only saying this for this reason. Right? Am I going to get an unblock on X? I don't know. Probably not. I don't really have any desire to unblock people on Twitter. If you got blocked over there, it was because you attacked me or endorsed attacking me. I don't have any interest in engaging with you if that's the case. I'm talking about having dialogue and discussions, not opening myself up back to people who attack me and are and are unkind. If that's your wavelength and that's your energy, you you can you can keep playing on that ball field. I don't want I don't I don't have any reason to talk to you. It's if you want to come in and have dialogue, a 50 bomb from Freeman Charles Freeman the big one comes out and takes us all the way to 101 unbelievable that is a big one absolutely massive I didn't attack you though I'm not dude I'm not gonna rehearse or retread what somebody did or didn't do on twitter 
when someone gets blocked on Twitter, it's because they're either attacking me or they're engaging with videos that attack me. I don't have any interest in engaging with you. I don't. If you want to come here and you want to have a dialogue and you want to have a discussion, we're totally okay with that. I don't have any interest in Twitter. Like, I'm going to post my stuff on Twitter. I'll interact here and there and say I'm going live. I'm talking about this show that I do. I'm talking about the content that I make. I'm not interested in, in like, retreading what somebody did or didn't do on Twitter. You got blocked on Twitter, you're probably going to stay blocked because that level of attack and negative energy, I'm not interested in engaging with that. I That is not something I want to have in my mind or on my timeline. I'm just not. I don't, it's not healthy. And thank you again, Charles Freeman, for the 50 bomb. Uh, hang on. Zelator says... I have been a VIP member here for a while. I noticed a level of defense and anger lately. I'm glad for this wisdom of maturity. 60 years old, I can never speak without su- uh, upsetting somebody. I appreciate that, Zelator. And a 20 bomb comes in from Kraos. Another really generous gifters in the house. Kraos has been dropping bombs lately and puts us on the doorstep of the next goal. And Abe, after 32 months in a VIP, says, Is this just a phase? Wow, that outshadows my re-up. Sorry, Abe. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I... To me, to me, engagement on Twitter is most of the time super, super counterproductive. It's the medium does not allow for nuance. It doesn't allow for charity. It's It's a bunch of... It's just such, it's so soundbite driven. It's so, like, I'm constantly, I'm constantly on there being misrepresented and lied about. Like, I just don't have any interest in engaging with that. Like, the hubris to think that I answer to you in any way. Like, the people that clip me and, like, try to call me out about stuff. It's like, how, like, how, like, how drunk on hubris do you have to be to think that a complete stranger answers to you in any way? Like, I, it's, I, that wavelength is so weird, bro. It's just super weird. The the daily hate, the daily obsession with with content that they don't like, bro. They they got to figure their own life out. They really do. So much anger and so much unhappiness. Like the energy and the wavelength is just it's just not something that you can even engage with. It just you can't. You you you'll never ever find your way out of it it's it's a pit of of misery and anger and they're not interested in truth they're not they're not interested in truth Cardock ran with 34 months in a vip welcome back i'm talking about the vibe here like fostering an environment where we are disagreeing without being disagreeable in a live environment we, we we cannot allow just a bad faith statement or a bad argument to just completely derail everything. Kayoka with a 10 spot says, thank you for understanding what I was trying to say. It's like the chat only knows how to defend and not actually discuss. I highly respect that answer and I agree that Xbox isn't great at all. Commenting on someone else's post... 
gets me a block even though I never dislike you in in general in general Nicholas Hill I have used hate campaigns as a filtering process so if someone puts up a clip of me insulting and hating and misrepresenting me and you're in the comments agreeing with it yes you get blocked I don't have any interest in engaging with you you understand that when you get on a wavelength of attacking somebody why would they ever want to have anything to do with you like that doesn't make any sense and again and again I'm talking about the content here I am not talking about Twitter I'm not talking about X if you're interested in getting unblocked on X that's not happening I don't have any interest in going there because I can't do a mass unblock on there because there are there are people who bring up all kinds of terrible awful nasty things it's not just it's not just oh you're a pony it is it is a it is horrible horrible treatment they bring up all kinds of not true things from from 2020 and I had to block those people and I can't do a mass unblock it's just not possible so if you got caught up in it sorry that's your loss and not mine My question is, says Corey, is it even possible to foster a community of fair discussions when the larger community has drawn lines in the sand and anything on the opposite side of that line of that line is viewed as? I think that's a fair question, Corey, and here's my answer. I would say that my prediction and my gut instinct is there are people now and there will be more people in the future that get tired of this. And I mean big picture. I'm not just talking about video games. I think in general, people will become dissatisfied with the overpolarization of every topic. And they will want a calm place, a, a safe haven from the nonsense. Okay? Now, obviously, I'm making a bet when I say that. I'm betting on humanity and I'm saying I think in about five years there's a giant pendulum swing away from this. People are going to say, I, I'm tired of this. It's too polarized. It's it's impossible to talk about anything. We, we can't even talk about the game awards without it turning into some over polarized fight. And my gut and my inclination is that there's more people out there like me that are like, dude, I'm sick of this. Why can't I just like games? Why can't I like Xbox and disagree with that guy over there and and still and still be friends? I admire your thoughts here, Lono. Through 23, I've been increasingly trying to tone check myself before I hit send on social media. It's so easy to drop a burn, and it doesn't usually even feel good. We need a no-labeling people rule. Right, yeah, J-Dog, there's no reason to insult another content creator. Like, I don't do it, so don't, you know, let's not stoop to that level. I personally think Final Fantasy 16 was raw, but you don't see me crying about it. See, but that's the discussion I would like to have. Why do you think Final Fantasy 16 was robbed? Why do you think Hogwarts Legacy was robbed? Why do you think Starfield was robbed? I think we can have those discussions without being like, 
Who's on what team? We need to know that first. Are you... Are you... Are you an X-Bot? Are you a pony? Who's on what team? We can't really do... What do you... Who cares about that? Like, what? why? Why do you think Final Fantasy 16 got robbed? And you're going to outline all the reasons that you think Final Fantasy 16 is great. And I think that's cathartic. And that feels good because you like it. And somebody else is going to be like, well, I didn't think that. I think Hogwarts got snubbed. Well, why? And then they can experience something slightly cathartic to be like, well, and then they list all the re- you know the things that they liked about Hogwarts. But if the undercurrent beneath that is blue versus green, and well, are you are you you're just defending the shoulders? It's like we that we just can't do that. It, as soon as we feel that's starting to happen, as soon as I feel that's starting to happen, we need we need to just check that. Yeah, clearly there's a Square Enix tax. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. I meant more generally labeling people as Xbox, PlayStation, or PC people. It carries a bunch of baggage and it distracts from the argument. Right, right. Like, to what Corey is saying, and somebody said, uh, it was Mr. Anderson says, that's why I like your channel. I was sick of the constant pendulum swing on topics. It's refreshing to hear multiple and respectful opinions. Yo, Sneaky Wolf with a gifted member. Thank you so much. Inching us one step closer to another goal. Right now, I owe you guys 20 members. A 10 spot from the Luna Joker. I think your point is correct. There are people like me that are just loving games as a whole, and they want a place to come and learn about what's going on in gaming as a whole and be able to discuss it. I appreciate the $10 tip, but even more so, I appreciate that. I'm telling you, I think there will be, there is now, and will continue to be a growing group of people that says, dude, enough is enough. Like, why can't we just talk about games, bro? Like, we should be able to talk about the Xbox tax and not have it be this, you're a pony, you're a bot, and then we all go home and nothing, nothing, nothing is learned, nothing is gained. And I think we get there by and I and I truly mean this I think I have to start with empathy I, I I see there being three pillars to this number one the first pillar is accuracy which is why we call it input delay like the like the, the, the channels reforge gaming but I'm gonna start referring to hey welcome to input delay daily gaming talk show I'm your host Lono where I delay my input so that I can be accurate so that I can have all the facts. I don't cover like a breaking news story. It'd be really rare for me to do that. Breaking news, this happened. Like, I just, I don't do that. I delay my input. So the first pillar is accuracy. The second pillar is empathy. I have to be able to say, Bethesda is responding to negative reviews about Starfield. And I'm accurate. And I quote it. And I and I and I I I I go to the things and I show them to you and I take the time to accurately represent what's happened. So that's accuracy, empathy. I could understand why people think this is good. I could understand why a company would do this. I could totally understand why somebody would say, "Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. This is just Bethesda." But after I 
you know, do a little empathy, I'm going to be like, here's what I think. <laughs> Some of this is good. <laughs> Some of this is kind of kind of pathetic. Like, you, you know, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. <laughs> That's my opinion. You don't have to share that opinion. The whole point is to be like, here's what happened. Here's how, here's how people are reacting. You know, I empathize. And I understand why somebody might think this. I don't think that. Yeah, we're not rebranding. The show is still Reforge Gaming. We're just going to lightly refer to it as input delay, like as like a colloquialism. It's like, yeah, this is input delay, a daily show where I delay my input on something. Because I don't do that. We have never been in a hurry to be first. It got me a lot of undue criticism. Look at this guy dodging. Look at this guy dodging. Won't cover this. What? Huh? I, it just happened. I had this monologue wrote yesterday. I, this is all booked ahead of time. I, I booked this ahead of time. And then I would cover it the next day. Report PlayStation are in trouble. You mean a tweet that's been debunked? You mean that? Why would I report on that? It's not true. You you mean the, the, the tweet in Japanese that people ran with that's been completely debunked. It's not facts-based. There's no, there's, there's no revenue reports, earnings reports, nothing to back what that guy said. Eugene says, if you think this stream means his ideas and opinions are changing, you've missed the point. Yeah, I'm not going to suddenly shy away with, from being like, here's what I think. Like, <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what I think about the Xbox tax, but that doesn't mean we can't discuss it in a charitable way. Input delay is an FGC thing. We can come up with a different name if somebody's already doing a show called that. We're we don't we're not gonna make like new I don't think we like logos and it's not a brand shift. We're still Reforge Gaming, you know. An iron fist with a velvet glove. This is what happens, says Wilfredo. Some, uh, someone wants you to report false news. Right, but that's what I said. It's like, I, I, I addressed it. I said, if you're talking about that tweet, that tweet was debunked. I wouldn't report on that. Yeah, it's a segment. It's a segment. We have the writer's room. We have VIP Unfiltered. We have Friday Night with Madam. You can't keep liars off social media. It's just so easy. Tech companies should force people to identify who they truly are, and that will help. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't... That's a whole other subject. The Frick segment, right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand why they're responding to any reviews. Okay, so let let's let's uh let's drill down a little bit. Let's drill down a, bit, a little bit. The hope here 
is it's not just about the console war. It's also about it's also about creating a machine where you can come here and you can know, hey, this thing happened. Bethesda replied to negative reviews. Lono's going to talk about that. We are going to have an opportunity to talk about that. So you can duke it out on Twitter. You can go to these podcasts that are going to discuss it. You can go to these Twitter spaces and give yourself a headache if you want. <laughs> I Twitter spaces, I can't do it. I know people love them. Man, God love you guys that do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it gives me a headache almost instantly. Do all of that, okay? Go out there and just get your get a get get your quick fix and your buzz from just you know everybody shouting about you know the the, the Starfield situation. And it'd be what in my mind you need to know we're going to get to that at some point. Lono's going to cover that on on input delay. He's gonna he's gonna delay his input. He's gonna wait. He's gonna watch. He's going to tell us, this is what happened. He's going to... And again, I'm trying to make an inroad to say, there's somebody in the audience right now. There's a bunch of people in the audience right now who don't think it's a big deal at all that Bethesda replied to these, these reviews. They don't care. They're like, this is such not a big deal. Okay? What I want to do is create a pathway to them by saying, I empathize and understand with your 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 position. If I if I come through you, this is something my therapist always says. He's like, if I come through you, this is what I would say, and it always makes you feel good. It's like really affirming to have somebody kind of understand where you're coming from. That doesn't mean I agree with them, but I think what it does is is it creates cartilage between us to where I can say, listen, man, I understand why you think that. And I don't agree. Try try to convince me here. Like, compel me. Disagree with me. Discuss this with me. Like, if there's no cartilage between us, it's just rigid. We just smack together, and then that's the end of it. Ula Tech with a $5 Super Chat tip. This is my trusted gaming news place. Uh, The show and the community are top-notch. There are more of us than haters. Let, well, let me just say something, and I said, and I said this a little bit earlier. I don't feel like I'm pulling an emergency break. I don't feel like the tone or the, I don't feel like the content has suffered greatly. I feel like the rudder was turning ever so slightly, and I was reading a book, and this guy was uh, talking about when he was overseas in a country. And he was helping this guy with delivering medical supplies. And they were like, a, it was like a very small plane. And every once in a while, he would let, the, the pilot would let him drive. And he'd get very, very stern with him when he would be off in, in their, um, their trajectories by like half a degree. And he's like, listen, if you're off by half a degree or a degree, we're going to end up in the wrong country. We could get shot down if we go to the. You go to the wrong place. They're gonna be like, "Why is there a plane up there?" And they're gonna shoot at you. He's like, "You can't do that." 
So that's what I started to sense was, I was like, we're off by a couple degrees here. And that's going to set a trajectory that's going to take us way over here. You see how far my hand went? It's like, if you pivot just a little bit like right here, you stay right in the middle. You pivot just a little bit like this, and my hand ends up all the way over there. It's like, that's what I started to sense. It was like, if we stay on this vibe, if we stay on this tone, I'm going to foster an environment that I don't want to foster. An environment where we're just disagreeable and cantankerous and and grouchy you can have a back and forth if people aren't if people aren't willing to put blind faith aside and have thoughtful dialogue discussion and be open to evidence facts and critical thinking well here's the thing though Victor I still think there's value in somebody coming to the table with a bad faith take I truly think the only line we can't let people cross is the is the insult line. Like, you can't come in and just insult people. You all are a bunch of ponies. I think there's an Xbox tax. I got banned because I said I think there's an Xbox tax. No, you got banned because you insulted everybody, right? That has to be a line. Like, listen, we can't have dialogue and discourse if you're just going to insult people. But if you come with, like, a bad faith take... And, like, we can tell you don't really believe what you're saying. You're just kind of saying it to, you know, to ruffle feathers. We have to be able to engage with those people. If not, like I said, pack it up and go home because you're, you're we're, we can't hope for all these Goldilocks chatters to come in here and be like, they're going to have a command of, of argumentative fallacies and intellectual accuracy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just not reasonable. We're going to get lots of people that come in. Maybe they've been misinformed by a bad video or tweet. It's happened. We, we know, (laughs) we know firsthand how easily, you know, a tweet or a video, even a headline can completely throw somebody off kilter and make them think something that's not true we know this firsthand. and once it's canon up here right let's take like Jim Ryan was fired once that's headcanon up here they're like well I follow this guy and that's what he said they're coming they're coming to the table with something that we immediately think is silly and ludicrous we're like come on what that's just not true but if we say okay why do you think that where, where did you get this information well now they're in the position to be like oh well i saw this tweet okay well that, that's that's not an article that's not an insider that's not evidence that's that's just some guy claiming it I, we, we, and say listen you're free to think that if you think that tweet's compelling okay I don't find that compelling. I think that's immediately disarming of, well, you're just an Xbox. Well, you're just a pony. What well, you would defend Jim Ryan no matter. Well, you would. Di- and it's like, well, well, now we've done nothing. We've just yelled at each other for five minutes. Yo, ah, uh, nobody coming in with twenty months. And a Reforge Rider, welcome back. Let me give you guys a member count. Whew, because we did take a week off. And that always that always has a has a, a bit of a dip effect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
We are currently at 2,000 members, so we bounce back. Okay, so the first goal is 2,500. 2,500 for Community Game Night. Okay, so we need 500 more members for Community Game Night. And then we'll have one after that at 3,000. I gotta play another bad game. I played Gollum. I paid you guys. I owed you five members for my complaints about Gollum. Um, We're rethinking that, though. Maybe I should have to play, like, games that are gonna make me salty and rage, like Jump King or something, as opposed to a game like Gollum where... I can just kind of laugh at the game and it doesn't really count as a complaint. Does that make sense? So. But did it feel good to yell at each other for five minutes? That's the real question. I don't think so, no. No. The the realization came to me, I was listening to some of my shows over the summer and I envisioned people in my personal life coming and listening to the show. And I envisioned them being like, that doesn't sound like you. Why would you hurt yourself playing Gollum? It was a fun member incentive. If they hit a certain member count, I have to play a bad game. So up next on the docket is Kong. And what was the other one that's so bad? The Walking Dead? (laughs) There's like a really bad Walking Dead game, I guess. Um, But I was like listening to it and I was like, if I were to listen to this... As somebody that, like, I'm in, like, a book study with. Or somebody that, like, I'm in, like, a small group with. They'd be like, why are you so angry? Like, I sounded angry. I sounded irritable. I sounded like a like a grump. And it's like, the people that know me in real life would be like, I don't, I don't get what this is. Because you're not an angry person. You're... Because generally I'm not. Usually I'm the guy making everybody laugh. I'm the guy, you know, telling a funny story. I'm the guy driving the conversation. I am not in the room known as like, don't bring that guy. Well, he's always angry. And I didn't like the vibe and the tone. I didn't like the energy that I was bringing to some of the discussions and some of the topics. And around that time to now I was just doing sort of internal self-assessment and self-reflection and it was like I'm allowing the console war and the attacks and the clips and the you know I'm allowing that to infect how I view people and how I view these discussions I see what you mean. You had a nice self-reflection. You figured it wasn't for you in the long term. I'm glad you could take the second to kind of pause and do that. Right, because... I'm trying to think of another way to talk about this. Okay, think about it like this. There are people who enjoy sports. And they watch every Sunday, and they've got jerseys and posters... And that's all they love it. They have their friends over and they have a ball. And they never, ever, ever get on Twitter and forums and argue with fans of the rival team. They never do that. They don't. Okay? There are people that do that. They're always on Twitter. They're always on forums. They're still using Facebook. And boy, they go back and forth. They are in the trenches. 
duking it out with the rival. Yeah, well, you only won that year because of a bad call in the third quarter. Right? They still remember the call. It was clearly in bounds. You know the people that I'm talking about. From where I sit, to draw the analogy, I I just don't have any desire to do that. I don't want to get in the trenches and duke it out as if you're my rival and I'm over here on this team. I don't I don't have any interest in that. I that's why the first time someone called me a pony, I was so confused. I was like, "What?" Like, what are you even talking about? Like I I couldn't cover Sony for like a year. I primarily had an Xbox audience. I don't know what you're talking about. Because Internally, it was like a dissonance because internally, I didn't see myself in that way. Internally, I was just like, I just like video games. And in 2022, I just went where the games were. I played Elden Ring and Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. Like, what what do you want me to do? I think Stray came out that year as well. Yeah. That's all I, that's all I did. And so when people started coming at me that way, I was like, I don't understand this. This is confusing to me because that's not what I do. Right? I don't I've never ever in the history of my experience as a content creator or a gamer, I have never gone into those arenas and had those fights. I just it was like I've never done that. So the minute I got thrust into it, I tried to bow out and I was like, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to do this. But then the more it happened, the more defensive I got, the more I lashed out, the more irritated I became. And it was like, okay, this isn't working. I quit watching for a while because I felt the vibe was off and I thought there was a change in the channel, not because of your thoughts. I wasn't sure what it was. I'm glad you saw it in the end. It really was an internal thing for me. And I think some of this just stems from my past where it's a lot of pride and a lot of ego. Like you don't want people to know they're getting to you because you feel like that's like a sign of weakness. Does that make sense? Um, and because of that, I think I wasn't just sort of dishonest with y'all. I was dishonest with myself. It was getting to me. It was affecting my mental health. I was getting back into bad patterns of drinking because it was the only way to chill in the evenings, right? And that's not the life I want to live. And I was falling back into it because that's what I did in 2020. Basically, when I almost lost everything, it was the only way I could fall asleep, which is terrible. It's an absolutely terrible cycle. I, I, I've, I, was, I was like, I, I gained a bunch of weight back then. I've lost a bunch of it. I gained some of it back this year, but I was falling back into those unhealthy patterns and I just don't think I was honest about like what it was doing to me. And it was like, I've got to be honest about this. This is a getting to me. This is affecting me and it's affecting the content and it's affecting the vibe. And it's basically what it's doing is think of it in, in, in as a picture of there's always people over here just constantly fighting and wailing on each other on on Twitter. And they bring it here, and they put me in videos, because it's what they do, okay? And that cyclone has, like, a pull, and it was, like, pulling me, and it was pulling my mood, and it was pulling the content like this. 
and that trajectory was going to take us like I said a little while ago when I showed you like it's going to take us way over here and I don't want to go there like I don't want to turn around in the middle of next year and be like yeah we finally hit 50,000 subscribers and it's just this grumpy angry fighting vibe it's like that I don't think that that's content that is conducive to community growth that's not the kind of content and that's not the kind of environment and community I even want to grow that's not what I did when I primarily covered Destiny it was always sort of put into this box of here's what's wrong so here's the good, here's the bad, and here's how we can fix it. Here, here's how they could fix it. There was always a positive thread of, yep, this sucks. Let's just be honest about the fact that this sucks, but I think they can fix it, and here's how. And I think it gave people this sense of, it was like therapy to be like, oh, yeah, somebody somebody sees what I see. This is bad. The game's in a bad state, or this decision was bad, or this other thing that they did is bad. That feels like, you know therapeutic and cathartic but then it casts this vision of like yeah they could fix this this could be this could be remedied well when we got into variety coverage i never really felt like i was wailing on a brand or wailing on a game it was this year when that started because i was against the activision deal it brought big viewership it brought a bunch of attention on twitter and that positive reinforcement caused me to I think overreact and and overswing a little bit and it's like yeah I don't like this this isn't the kind of content it's not that I made bad content it's not the environment that I want to foster so because it, this is again this to me is the vision I want to turn around and in the middle of next year I want to have people in here that are like super pro Xbox and they feel like respected and heard even if I'm like dude I don't agree with you bro you know, I don't think there's an Xbox tax, but I want them to be like, listen, I think there is an Xbox tax and I feel heard and I feel respected, even though I feel disagreed with, if that makes sense. Like that to me is the ideal is there's a ton of people out there that I think the same thing about Sony. There are people that go way too hard with Sony. There are people that go way too hard with PC Master Race. This isn't just an Xbox thing. Like, Oh yeah, we gotta make sure we appeal to the Xbox guys. It's no, wherever you land on a given subject, you should be able to say there is there as I said, there's cartilage between us. I forget Russell Brand said that once in a video, and I love that phrasing. Like have some can we have some cartilage between us? Can we have something that enables us to have just enough common ground so the discussion is possible? Uh, the Luna Joker said a while back, I'm always going to be proud to be a member and VIP of this community. You're honestly the best source of gaming news, and when I've needed it, this community provides laughs and smiles. Well, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that you feel that way. I knew he didn't come with that analogy. It doesn't sound like me, does it? <laughs> I forget who he was talking to. He was having a disagreement with somebody. It was a debate, and it, that, that was something that he said. And I just, I loved that. I love that phrase, you know? Um, hang on. Oh, I missed this order of coffee from Victor. He ordered three bags of the Frickmas blend. Guys, get them while they're hot. The Frickmas blend right there, it just spun past. 
250 bags and limited limited offering you know what i'm saying limited run get your orders now Saint says, I think you also have to consider that some folks truly don't respond to facts. They truly just like the wrestling matches between themselves or content creators. Well, okay, think of it, think of it in this way. I'm not going to, to, to turn the channel into, I'm not going to become Negan, but periodically I've talked about swinging Lucille so let's just run with the Negan analogy for a little bit right it was in an episode of The Walking Dead where Negan said something to the effect of people are a resource right and he was obviously being very crass very mechanistic and very pragmatic about it's not helpful just to kill everybody right if you find a community of people and you kill them all you're not doing anything right you're obviously going to not make zombies, you know, you're going to you're going to actually kill kill them. But he was basically being yeah, very utilitarian. The idea of like killing these people that doesn't serve our that doesn't serve our aims, okay? In a similar way, just banning and kicking people out because well they don't care about the facts or they're just bad faith or all they do is 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 parrot you know, Sony or Xbox or PC Master Race talking points, whatever their poison is, is if that's all they ever bring to the table, I want you, the people that come here and myself, to start seeing that as something that is valuable. Why is that valuable? Because as I said, to borrow the phrase from Phil Spencer when he said, engagement is our oxygen disagreement is our oxygen like I, this this type of show lives and dies on discourse the ability to discuss and my hope would be that if you're still around now and in a couple of months and in a year you're looking for a place where discourse and discussion is championed because it's not championed in so many places Does that make sense? Yo, Mark Davis with the two spot. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat tip. Ignorant takes can drive discussion. Right. Like we would say, listen, man, you think that, you know, Phil Spencer is an alien. Okay. Why do you think that? I'm going hyperbolic just so we have something to, 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 you know, to think about. Like, I think Phil Spencer is an alien. Okay. Wow. Why? You know? Why do you think that? Like, even even the most outlandish, as long as it's not just, like, intentionally ridiculous of, like, you know, like what I just said. Like, if somebody just comes in and says that, like, are we going to actually have a legitimate discussion about whether or not Phil Spencer is an alien? Like, no. But you have to see that as a value. That's oxygen in the room for us to do something with. You know? Um... I think your show is great. I've shifted my content consumption to be more positive. I block toxic and negative people as much as I can. Well, I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. You just have to keep it in the lane of discussion. I think if you if you picture it this way, 
instead of feeling like we have to win a fight, like just take for a second a breath and be like, I'm not under threat. You know, this isn't going to hurt me. It's not going to it's not going to diminish my value as a person if if I win or lose this argument. Instead of thinking of it like that, think of it in the realm of let's understand this position. One of my professors and I always remember this because I thought it was so insightful. He said that he loved people who have a radical position. He said, because you get such a sharp and focused view on something. He said, it can be illuminating. He said, it can make you better. It can make your position, your thoughts, your view of a subject. He said, it can make it so much better because you get this super sharp, focused vision of something. So a very radical view of, you know, Xbox is dead or Sony is anti-consumer and they're greedy or you know whatever it is that somebody's going to come in with you know somebody's going to come in with this this radical take on a subject instead of being like whoa we've got to debate this we have to beat that we have to have a victory over a bad take or a take we don't agree with it doesn't even have to be a bad take it can just be a take that you don't agree with right like maybe you're super pro game pass day and date and you think sony's method is bad that's just your take that's not necessarily a wrong take that's just your opinion and for us to say okay instead of attacking or trying to beat or trying to have victory over this let's put this take on the table and try to understand it it's it's kind of like if you remember I don't know if they do this anymore, but when I was in school a long, long time ago, this would have been 24 years ago. I graduated in 2000. Yes, I'm 42. Um, we dissected frogs. And there were obviously the people that were like freaked out by it and it was gross and they wouldn't touch it and it was just too much for them. You'd see like really big, tough guys. Suddenly, they just couldn't do it. <laughs> they just couldn't do it, right? But intellectually you can look at it and know this frog cannot hurt me it's dead it's laying there pinned to the table and I'm just trying to cut it open and understand what everything in here looks like if you can picture a take that you don't agree with a take that's misinformed or a bad faith take or someone's just trying to troll if you can see it as the frog that can't hurt you you're just trying to understand it just put it on the table and try to understand it I don't know. I feel like we could have a much better time. Not that we've had a bad time. I feel like we've had good discussions and we've had good streams and I feel like there's a lot of great people that contribute to the conversation, but I want to shift the rudder in the other direction. Yes, we're going to be facts-based. Yes, I'm going to still tell you what I think. Yes, I'm still going to be critical and negative if I think something deserves it. But that doesn't mean we 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 foster an environment that is I don't think we fostered an environment that was toxic. Again, I feel like we were setting a trajectory of being very I don't want to say unwelcoming, but it started to feel unwelcoming. 
It's like somebody would say something, and if it felt like a rehearsed talking point we had heard many times before, they would they would get they'd get pretty harsh treatment from me. This falls on me more than you guys because I lead the charge. They'd get harsh treatment from me. They'd get harsh treatment from you guys. Is it true that the CFO behind Xbox basically said they're going third party? I need to look further into the article and the quotes that I saw this morning. I saw Zubitech tweet it, and I asked him for his source. I've got two articles that he provided me with. I'm going to look into it. It On the surface, it does seem as though he's, he's expounding upon something we already covered um, when Phil Spencer talked about uh, Nintendo and PlayStation are part of the community. He started using community language. And I did a stream on, you know, Xbox becoming a publisher. People are like they already are a publisher. I'm like, no, you, you, uh, you, you. I mean, like that's they're going to be their primary role. It seems the CFO. Again, I'm saying that it seems. It seems the CFO is really furthering and expounding upon that trajectory. That yes, um, he. I feel like he said that, but then walked it back. Yeah, it's almost like that's their end goal, but they don't want anybody to know that. (laughs) Like, their end goal is, we want our games everywhere, bro. That's where the money is. I said that the other day. I was like, why would they not do that? Like, that's where the money is, right? The money is in making your software available everywhere. Like, if you look at, like, just look at what Apple earns annually and all they do is take 30%. They have their their games, but the like the lion's share of their money from the mobile gaming realm doesn't come from their own property. It comes from other people's property. And so I think Microsoft's going to crunch the numbers and say there's way more money in being a multi-platform publisher than being a platform. I think that he basically said that as well. I think he he reinforced the idea that we kind of felt like that's what Phil Spencer was saying in an interview. Uh, what was it with Famitsu? I think that was the outlet that, that Phil did the interview with. Thanks for the stream. The biggest problem right now with gaming and journalism in general is the hatred. This year was great for gaming. Let's just cover things out of love for a change. Yeah, I think that was part of the journey for me Branson like part of what was like sort of eye-opening was we had one of the best years in gaming and everybody seems unhappy now I'm not saying gamers globally I'm saying the people engaged in the dialogue the discussions they just seem really unhappy this is one of the best years in gaming we've had in maybe 15 years or more and the constant hate and attacks and and just unkind treatment it's just like it seems so driven by unhappiness you know that's why i said listen i can't control the people that don't like me and that clip snipe me and that call me all these terrible names i can't control their behavior they've got to figure their own life out right their opinion of me is immaterial it exists in their head now yes they can put it out there on the internet and it can get more life but at the end of the day it's still immaterial it's still something that they're putting out into the world that that generally is coming from something inside 
right? When somebody's constantly putting out things that are negative and angry and hateful, that's coming from inside. And they've got to figure that out. Like, why is that your daily ritual? Why is that the thing you fill your time with? That's, I would consider that to be, from all of my studies, a degree in counseling and studies of psychology, that's just really unhealthy. To do that day in, day out, for months and for years. Um, to, to me, it, it's, it's a sign of like a deeper issue, which is why it's like, I am not going to change that. There's just no way. There's, there's literally no way. I'm never going to boot up and do a video and do a subject. It doesn't matter how charitable I am. I, I said yesterday, like, I could boot up and be the reincarnation of Mr. Rogers, and it wouldn't matter. They would still find a clip. They would still find something that I said to, to misrepresent, right? I'll, anytime I talk about, like, I'll give you an example. Like yesterday, somebody's like, hey, are you going to play The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2 on stream? And I said, oh, I would probably play it off stream. And I got hate for that. That's remarkable, isn't it? Just the fact that I'm like, this channel's more about a talk show. Like, that's primarily what we do. That's the brand. That's the value offer. And people generally don't enjoy when I switch from that to gameplay. So understanding the audience, understanding demand, like what they want is is castigated it's cast as oh yeah you you just wouldn't make any money that's why you won't do it and it's like the absolute worst way to interpret it well i can't uh, i can't control the fact that you have hate in your heart and you read something in the worst way possible as a way to attack me it's like that would be like asking somebody who primarily plays uh, Call of Duty, Battle Royale, you know, Battle Royales, Fortnite, and all these things. Like, hey, are you going to do, you know, um, you know, multiple weeks playthrough of uh, of Baldur's Gate 3? And they'd be like, no. <laughs> My audience isn't going to like that. Like, why would I do that? Like, commonly people that are sort of building into a, a vibe, a niche, or a content style, they, they kind of stay in that lane, right? Well, of course they do. Like, that's what content creation is generally about. Like, finding your lane and and improving in that lane. Like, if you watch my talk shows from when I, you know, I, I primarily, you can't watch them anymore. Uh, if you watch my talk shows, even when we came over here two years ago, it's, it's very different. The vibe's different. My approach is different. Uh, I've always said the best way to make content is to always ask like how can I increase the value so when somebody tunes in they feel like they're getting a ton of value for their time you can tune in every morning Monday through Friday and you get a two to two and a half hour long show right and that's the primary offering like that's what I do I'm, I'm good at speaking, I'm good at writing, so you get a monologue, you get live interaction for, you know, for two and a half hours. And when I largely break from that, people say, oh, yeah, no thank you. And me, with my limited time, I'm going to say, what should I invest the most in, Right? Should I invest in fostering great talk shows, great monologues, great great environment for discussion? Or should I be like self-indulgent and say, there's these VR games I really want to play. But 
I'm not I'm not set up for it. I didn't build a studio for VR. So when I do VR, it's largely not very good. The content value is kind of, it kind of goes down. There's other channels who have better invested in equipment and a room and they're better set up for it. So to me, it's like, okay, so I could invest time in being like self-indulgent and being like, hey guys, watch me play this VR game where you don't get interaction and, you know, the camera angles, you know, it's kind of over there and it's green screened and like, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't have a whole lot of room and I do all that. I exert all that energy and then it, the result is bad. Well, you're not going to look at that and say, well, I'm just going to do this anyway, right? That's, that's just like a common approach to content creation is that you, you, you do what you do well, like you stick to your core competencies and being attacked for just being honest about that. I, I just think that that's absurd. I just think it's weird energy. It's very weird energy to talk about a stranger or someone who creates content that you don't like as if like they somehow answer to you or like they answer to your ideal of what you think they should be doing um that's just really weird energy and again i think it stems from just internal just internal problems these people need to do some soul work and some heart work about like why are you full of so much hate and anger what why wait what's what's the problem here it's not even like a vendetta against somebody who did something to you. Even that's really dangerous, right? Ven- like revenge and holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping that it hurts the other person. Like you're just constantly filling your heart and your mind and your soul with just just toxicity. So I can't control that. I can't. But what I can control is, is when somebody comes in here and disagrees with me, I can control my reaction. Instead of reacting and getting defensive and making it about me, I need to fly under that and say, all right, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. Why do you think that? What brought you to that conclusion? The other day we did that with something. I don't even remember what it was. Somebody said something, and I was like, where did you get that information? What was it? What were we talking about? Somebody said something. And I was like, where did you get that information? And and, and they and they went and found uh, it was an article or something. And we obviously found other sources of data and we're like, yeah, I don't I don't think that's accurate. I can't remember what it was. But that's that's the vibe I want to bring is asking questions, seeking understanding, being driven by empathy as opposed to feeling like, well, I've got to defend myself. I, th- this is about me. That's like a very narcissistic, narcissistic way of viewing. It's very self-referential. That's very, you know, main main character, this whole thing. They think they're the main character. It's hard not to think that when, when you're in the center of the frame for, you know, two, two hours in a live show. It's hard not to fall into those mental traps of being like, oh, it's, this is about me. It usually isn't. Usually isn't. The topic and, and, the, and the debate and the pushback and the, the whatever, it's, it's usually not about me. It's usually about something else. And getting to that, I think, is more interesting than constantly feeling like I have to defend myself. 
You call yourself narcissistic, but narcissism is defined by a lack of empathy. You are just regular (laughs) self-centered. Well, yes, I'm... Oh, what is it? What did my therapist call it? He didn't call it narcissistic. He called it, um... It's not self-focused. It's self... What's the term? There's a term. There's like a synonym for self... Is it self-centered? No, it's not self-centered either. There's like a synonym for self-centered, self-focused. I can't think of the term. Self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. I'm very self-absorbed, so it's really difficult for me to... um, it's, It's difficult for me to think of other people when they're not around, right? It's... It's, it's, I get very, uh, self-absorbed. I get very, it's all about me kind of a thing, right? And so it's really easy in a debate to be self-absorbed and to think. So I'll say something to the effect of like, I'm against the Xbox Activision deal and people will attack me and the position And what I have to see is, yes, they're attacking me, but not really. Like, I have to get underneath that and be like, it's not about me. There's something else going on here, right? And get to the heart and the root of, like, what their position is and why they think what they think. Yo, it's good, Jez. Uh, Satya said the same thing when he wanted exclusives to go away. Oh, you guys are on the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to cannibalize that subject. Sorry, that was very Lono of me. Now, we were thinking about flipping this around and doing an AMA, but like as a separate thing. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. If you feel like you need that or, you know, if you feel like you need to uh hang on let me look at this account cuz if feel like you've been saying things okay your account's really old uh abe montez i can't, i can't give you a cup of coffee i wasn't sure I, I can't tell if you're like if you're trolling or trying to disrupt but yeah you've said a couple of things that feel like you're just trying to get a reaction that are like you've said some things that are like way off subject so I need you to be on subject or it just, it's very difficult for you, you, you know, bringing like religion and other things into the conversation. That just doesn't work. Lack of empathy. Yeah, if you have zero empathy, that is sociopathic, sure. Um, but we can do a separate stream about this thing in particular. I currently owe you guys 20 members. If we hit 125, I'll owe you 25 members. Um, he either changes his name or he gets banned. We have no choice. Yeah, we can only have one Abe. Um, do you guys do you guys feel like you need an AMA? Are you in the dark? Do you have questions? Like, what are we doing going forward? What kind of things are we going to cover? Um, you know, do you do you have questions about sort of like what's next? Like, what happens next? Because here's what's going to happen. I want to cover Xbox tax. I want to cover. Bethesda replying to Starfield negative reviews and I know what that's going to look like it's going to look like this guy just says he's walking away from the console war and now he's out here console warring I disagree 
I feel we should be able to cover those things because those are things happening in the gaming world. Right? Luna Joker with another gifted memory. Goes to Captain Toasty Buns. You love to see Captain Toasty Buns getting taken care of. That guy's been generous in his own right prior now. Hilly says, I would like an AMA. Do it here. No new stream. Yeah, I guess we could just tack it on to the end here. Because we're only two hours and ten minutes in. Um, Cover Sony instead. Oh, no, yeah, we do have plans to cover that. Uh, Sony partnering with NCSoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the difficulty about... Here's the difficulty about some subjects. Them partnering with NCSoft. I need to see a pathway to a discussion. Because I have thoughts about that partnership. But if I can't see a pathway to discussion, it's like, what are we going to say? I don't know. There are some threads there that if I tease them out, could be discussion. You have a chance to finish Alan Wake 2. No, because... Alan Wake 2 is fantastic, but if you only play it for like an hour, it's just really confusing. I don't have long play session windows. This will guarantee this gets clipped. I just don't have long play session windows. Like, I typically... I'm with you guys, and then we do members, and then we do writer's room, and then I work on my monologue, and then I go upstairs and have dinner, and then I hang out with my kids and play like a board game, then I read them a book, then they go to their rooms to kind of like wind down. I come downstairs and have maybe 30 minutes to an hour, and that just doesn't work for a game like that. It just, I, I, I need to be able to put in like long play sessions to to get into that game's pacing just does I just that's why I was enjoying Spider-Man and Final Fantasy 16 and I was clearing the map in Ghost of Tsushima I finally went back and was doing Ikishima now I'm working on my second completion of Returnal because I never did that and I wanted to do that I wanted to get more of the the cutscenes and stuff so it's like I just that game is just not conducive to like a 30 to a 40 minute play session it just isn't I can work on a biome and then suspend my run in Returnal. I can work on clearing a map. I can work on like a mission or a side mission, you know, in um, in Final Fantasy or in Spider-Man. I can do that in those short play sessions. There's just certain games that just doesn't work. And sadly, I had to put Alan Wake down, not because I wasn't enjoying it. I actually was enjoying it. I tried to play it one night, and after like 30 or 40 minutes, I was just like, I can't even really remember what I'm doing, because I had played it on stream, and then over the weekend we had family come in, so I, like, I couldn't play it. So. Thank you, Lone Wolf, for the two singles, taking us to 125. There it is. Right on the nose. I have a question. Okay, yeah, let's turn this into an AMA if you guys have questions for me about this. Sometimes when people come in and ask questions, they get absolutely shredded by someone in chat before you're able to even get to the question. That probably keeps them from coming back. How do you combat that? Well, that has, that's, that's a really good question. And something that I said was, this actually has to be a bit of a joint effort. Now, I have to lead from the front. I have to lead from the front. I have to I have to model a, that change so that 
slowly chat will also then model that change because people with badges are like yo 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 we don't do that here you're, you're shredding this guy you're being unkind you're insulting this guy yeah we don't do that here right like it needs to be a communal effort to say hey 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 especially if it's a gray name if a gray name comes in and asks a question even if it feels bad faith you got it. You got to kind of like leave it to me. Be like, "Hey, Lono, this, this guy's asking a question." Instead of being like, "Get out of here! What are you doing? You're a hater!" Like that's not going to work. <clears throat> Infinite with 17 months in the VIP. There's tons of things I agree with you on, but almost equally things I disagree with you on. It's why I love the channel uh, because we can disagree and have common ground. I appreciate that, Infinite, and that's kind of the goal here. Test YouTube's native question thing and see if it's improved. Oh, yeah. Start a Q&A. Feel free. AMA. Okay. See, see if that works. See if that works. You guys can use that for AMA and I'll go there and answer your questions. Why are you a Sony pony? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if this this Q and A feature works works well. I think it just broke my. Okay, just testing. Uh, okay, let me go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lancelot says, does this work? And Victor says, testing AMA. Okay, yes, it's working. My wife just came in the room and said she just mailed coffee. So everybody who ordered coffee yesterday, um, you guys you guys are good. CMA has gone after Apple too. They're forcing Apple to change to USB-C. Boop. Yeah, I asked him. I asked him a couple of times to chill. Vengeance is asking a question. He says, "Do you keep a distinct separation between Lono and Lucas, or are they just the same person?" So this kind of came up yesterday in the writers' room. My my journey as a person, psychologically and spiritually, is one of duplicity, where. So I was raised in a very, I was raised in a very like, it wasn't really my parents. It was just sort of the source of the church that we grew up in. Very moralistic, uh, very outward behavior driven. And it led to a lot of duplicity and it led to a lot of shame you know, because as a teenager, you're trying to figure all this stuff out, and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of fear mongering back then about certain subjects, and you know, if you do this, you can never you can never get it back, right? And that set me on a pretty unhealthy path, and I'm so I'm 42, okay. So that all kind of came to a head, um, and in 2018, I started seeing a therapist. So that's five years ago. And I do think that that is still a process that I'm working on where there's the guy that 
recently on my Thanksgiving trip. There's the guy that's like reading books and listening to lectures about the history of philosophy and, um, you know, doing things centered around my faith. And then I come here and it's like, it does feel like a shift. And that's part of what is motivating this change is I've, and I've continued to push against this. I've continued to push against, like, I want more of me to show up and be in the chair and less of, like, the persona and less of, like, the guy that feels like he needs to defend himself and the guy that, like, lashes out or whatever. So, I do think there is a separation. There, I do feel like there is a separation between the two. But I'm one is winning over the other, which is enti- which is not entirely, but very much a strong reason for today's stream. It's just like that's not the kind of person that I am. Like that's not the the vibe and the environment that I want to foster. Um, hang on, I was in the Q and A room and I didn't see any of this stuff. Ten months from Brown Excellence. Whatever decision you choose to go in, we'll still tune in to watch you. Thank you so much. And Captain Toasty Buns, he got a gifted membership and he's paying it forward. Agent of Chaos rolls us past 125 on our way to 150. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate that very, very much. Um. Yeah. Your name is Lucas? Yes. Yeah. My actual name is not Lono. <laughs> in any case, in any case, I just think that's, you know, that in general is just something I'm continuing to work on. Like, I wanted to turn around in a year and be like, not just sort of proud of the work, but proud of what I've fostered, what I've, what I've worked on, both personally and professionally. Um... Does this give happen in today's approach? Serious question. Yeah, so a question from Eugene is, there was a funny moment where I riffed on people that love Xbox so much, and I'm like making out with an Xbox controller. Um, yeah, I still think there's room for stuff like that, as long as it's clear that it's a bit. Right? Like, I, we talked about this a while ago where, like, I go, I move away from the mic and I'm like, what? And it's it's a moment of exaggerated anger. It's clearly, like, a it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's not me genuinely losing my mind. So, yeah, there's probably times where there's room for comedic moments like that. But I think you almost have to win... Um, this was from the Tlu Part One stream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. Yeah, so the Last of Us Part One remake was one of the first times I was met with what I found to be alarming fanaticism. It was like people that were so anti Sony, they were saying things about the remake that w- that were just not true. You don't have to like it. You don't have to want to buy it. You don't have to think it's impressive. But just like, just stuff that we knew wasn't true. They're like, this is not a remake. It's like, what? Like, this is just a remaster. And it's like, okay. It was just, 
I didn't even know how to respond to it. It was such a... It was such a commitment to an untenable position, a, a position that I felt was intellectually lacking. Like, it just did not feel... It didn't feel true. It didn't feel genuine. It felt more like, well, I don't like PlayStation, so I've just got to say this negative stuff. And I made out with my Xbox controller and was like, this is how some of you sound. So there's a part of me that wonders if in conversations like that, if instead of going off into those tangents and those rants, I would simply say, listen, I need you to explain your position rather than just state it like this is not a remake okay substantiate that um it was absurdity and you responded with absurdity right and I think the dilemma is when someone's going to bring that energy and I match their energy that I think is where we lose it's like that's where I think a lot of these clips have come from You'll notice recently that a lot of the clips they get are from like a gray name coming in and they say a couple of things that feel like they're just here to have a conversation and then they sneak in something outlandish and I'm like, what on earth? And I react to their outlandish thing and then they'll clip it and be like, look at how this guy talks to his audience. And it's like, well, they bait, they bait a negative reaction so then they can use it against me right now that's unavoidable like I'm a human person like I'm gonna read something and be like that sounds ridiculous but if I'm making a concerted effort to be like no we're not gonna go there I'm not gonna make it about me I'm not gonna go negative I'm not gonna go console war if they're being critical of something on PlayStation rather than invoke well you're 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 kissing your Xbox controller instead be like okay I want you to substantiate your position, right? I want you to walk me through why you think these things. I want to understand why you're saying this because I don't get it. I'm looking at the remake and seeing tons of work, tons of remade systems, massive graphical leaps. Like this has all the marks of a remake. What, what are you, what is bringing you to this conclusion? Why are you thinking differently than me? I actually think that elevates the content. Yeah, it's funny for me to make out with a controller, and now we've got this funny gif of me making out with an Xbox controller, and at the end of it, I said, I love you, Phil Spencer. But I I don't know if that, that to me feels like... That to me feels like we're just pouring gas on a fire that is unhelpful. Don't read out loud the comments. It's not that simple, Veter. A lot of you guys have this sort of, and I want to I want to say this as nicely as I can, but you have a very, it's almost an innocent understanding of what I do. You're like, well, just don't read it, just don't read what they say, and it's like, ah, that's kind of adorable that you think it's that simple. <laughs> like, it's not that simple, dude. <laughs> like, it's a live fire exercise. I'm going back and forth. I'm reading comments, like. I'm reading the comment before I've even really processed what they're saying. It's just what I do. I've been doing this for a really long time. And it's not easy. Like, if you want me to pre-read what everybody says, the vibe of the channel changes completely. Because if I have to stop and go... 
Okay, that's a good comment. Let me read this. That's going to absolutely ruin the environment. I can't I can't stop and like pre-read one or two lines or three lines of a comment and be like, "Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to read that." Like that <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It completely disrupts the flow. So, sure. This is going to take practice. This is going to be me getting in front of my instincts to just be like react and defend myself and said be like okay after i read what they say like okay let, let me let me understand what you're saying here like giving myself room to breathe giving chat room to breathe to be like this guy just said something that seems kind of nuts let's see how lono is going to react let's see where the conversation goes if i'm constantly giving myself that buffer of gotta lean into understanding lean into empathy why do they think this right why why are they saying what they're saying instead of immediately wailing on it it's almost like we want to get down to the root of what they're saying instead of just smacking the top of the top of the the, the plant you know like oh wow that was you know sure that was that was productive you know you just immediately flew off into into a rant on this guy. You know what I mean? Can't confirm. I've seen Lono read during video games. So, it's not about not reading the comments. It's about how I respond after I've read the comment. Like that's that's the goal. Let me go to some more of these questions here in the in in the Q and A. Um. We've got <laughs> Why is Return of the Jedi the best movie in the series? Shut up, Noberto. Um, how long have you been styling your hair like that and what was the inspiration? So during 2020, I went the whole year and did not cut my hair. And it got super long and super gross, and I always wore it in a ponytail. So I actually did like a pompadour style of hair a long time ago sort of inspired by uh, like James Dean if you remember James Dean um, Rebel Without a Cause and I always thought it was a really cool hairstyle and so around that time I was like just chop it off I'm sick of it and then I lost a bunch of weight and I just think it looks nicer Um, I know that my, my hair is a point of like mockery and people make fun of it for me again I I think people self-report like when your instinct is to immediately make fun of what somebody looks like we know what that means (laughs) years of psychological research into this when someone's immediate instinct is to chop another person down based on their appearance that's a self-report right we we know what they think of themselves um which is why I've just never responded in kind I (laughs) never felt the need to insult what somebody looks like you know I'll joke with people that are friends about, you know, being short, being tall, being fat, being whatever, because that once you have that rapport and you feel like that's fair game and it's fun and it's, it's not malicious. So yeah, I've, I've never, I've never understood grown adults still indulging in just what feels like extended adolescence. It's just juvenile to, to immediately be like, look at what this person looks like. It's just, it smacks of calling me four eyes on the playground. It just seems so weird. Again, it's weird energy. It's very weird energy. It's very 
it's very extended adolescence. It's like just grow up. <laughs> Cause I'm not bothered by it. I've been short my whole life. <laughs> I've been made fun of for being short. I've been made fun of for being small my whole life. It's just like I you know. It's the classic it's the classic insecure bully syndrome, you know? It's 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 so no different than the insecure bully in school who makes fun of other people and pushes them around. There's something in here. Right? There's something in here that's causing that and it's it's not healthy. Um advice for tra- somebody's asking for advice for transitioning from covering one game to being more variety that's a great question if you're streaming um i'm just going to imagine you're streaming on either the purple platform or youtube what i would recommend doing is you you do what i call internal variety first so you would let's say that you play Let's say that uh, you play Halo and you only focus on the PvP. Well, do some internal variety first. Pivot to uh, other other things in Halo. So break from what you're known for, but do it inside the game that you're known for. Does that make sense? So you're doing more of an internal shift. You're not like, no more Halo. You're like, no, 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 no. We're just going to do some different things in Halo. And you want to do it at the end of your of your day. So do what you're known for and then tack this on at the end. What you're doing is, is you're slowly acclimating the audience to be like, oh, this person's branching out a little bit. Then do some external variety. So do what you're known for. Cover, again, let's just stick with, this is so much easier to do with Destiny. Destiny PvP. So start your day with that. That's what you cover. That's what you're known for. And then if you're on YouTube, schedule another stream about whatever this other game is and redirect people to it. So you're kind of taking your momentum over to the new thing. If you're over on the purple platform, you just switch directories at the end of your stream. And now all of a sudden, instead of playing Destiny, you're playing this other game. That's called external variety. So what you're doing is, is you're taking your audience and saying, hey, let's check out this other thing. Come with me. And they won't. About If you're lucky, if you're lucky, half your audience will come with you. And if you take that personal, you will die a thousand deaths and you will stop doing it. You have to weather it by saying, it's not personal. <laughs> it's not personal. Right? The millions of people that watched Michael Jordan play basketball didn't suddenly become baseball fans overnight when he started playing baseball, okay? So, you know, I've always used the analogy, if you're sitting at a bar and you love if you and you love baseball and they switch the channel to tennis, you're going to turn your chair and you're going to direct your attention to another television that has baseball on it. So, you can't take it personal. About half your audience will come with you. And if you take that personal... It's just going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. Your your morale and your attitude will be terrible, and 
you will not you won't be able to do it this is why when people give me grief about the fact that like i don't do lots of gameplay on the channel and they they try to act like that's that's me being manipulative or lacking integrity or something i think they have a fundamental misunderstanding of knowing your audience and if you stretch beyond what the audience likes and supports it's wasted effort it's a lot of people have learned this right they have a channel that's based in gardening and they love gardening and they get to 100,000 subscribers talking about gardening and then all of a sudden they're talking about baking and the baking videos do terribly it's like even even YouTube doesn't know what to do with that content because your audience doesn't click on it YouTube's like okay we push this baking video to your audience nobody clicked on it well this video must suck because it's all automated right YouTube's not like assessing your video's quality by watching it don't don't be delusional they measure it and say your audience doesn't like this so this must suck so that person is then wasting their energy on that baking content what a lot of those people do is they launch a second channel to say hey I love baking I'm going to do like a weekly baking video and I'm going to put it over here and then the people that want to support that will go over and support that channel right a lot of people again they're self-reporting they don't understand content creation they don't understand how to do this in a way where it can become your livelihood they treat it like this hobby and they just do it for the fun of it and it's like there's nothing wrong with that but if if you're married with two children and this is your primary source of income you can't be self-indulgent and reckless hey guys i just i just i'm really loving returnal right now so we're going to be playing Returnal today. That would be terrible. I'll, I'll play Returnal in the evenings. Hey guys, I really want to play The Last of Us Part 1 before The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster gets here. That That's self-indulgent. That would be reckless. Right? Like, if you're running a business and you show up to the business and you're like, look guys, I just, I just, I really think we should be making tennis balls instead. You know, because I just, I suddenly have a hankering for tennis balls and I'm going to be driven by my passion and by what I like and I'm not going to be driven by the money. You know what would happen? You would ruin the company and people would lose their jobs. So you, if you want to treat your, your channel like a hobby, that's fine. Expecting other people to have that ideal is a form of. Of, it's just a form of narcissism. It's a form of being self-centered. Like, well, because I treat content this way, you should too. And because you don't, that's a character flaw in you. Like, get real. The most successful YouTubers, the most successful streamers are not out here just doing whatever they feel like. There's a rhythm to it. There's a method. They play a game. They schedule when they're going to play with the buddy. They set up streams. They set up thumbnails. They stick to a lane. You know? I would love to have a VR channel. I would love to have a Let's Play channel. But, number one, I only have so much time in the day. That's tons of time that I simply do not have. There's only so many hours in a day. I've always said I I I wish I could clone myself so I could have some guy just running a VR channel and some guy just running a gameplay channel. I would love that. But it's not in the cards. And there was a time where we did a different segment on a different channel, and it forced people to get a second membership. And we didn't like how that felt. It's like, I don't want people getting a second membership. Like, no, we have one channel with memberships here. 
You know, if I could create like a sub channel and your membership came with you, I would be all about that because you would have your support sort of honored no matter where we go. But that's just not the world we live in right now. That's not something that's afforded to us, you know, from YouTube. So, and again, that's that gets misrepresented. It's like, I would love to do that but we can't we're not able to do that and when we did do that people then felt this like hey where's my badge and then they became members on a second channel and we felt like that was number one we didn't feel like that was a good look we didn't like the way that felt like asking people to be a member on another channel i i I would love to be able to check a box and say hey members on gaming their membership translates over here as well like that would be super helpful what you're describing is why I will never have a YouTube channel that produces content. I would absolutely play what I wanted regardless of what the community wanted, and I know that. Yeah, and if that's what you want to do, man, that's fine. I think a lot of these people, like, they do it for the fun of it, and they have a regular job. They have a traditional job. It's like, I, I don't. Like, this is it. I can't be reckless with it. I can't just boot up one day like, listen, y'all, full-time VR channel now. There's like eight VR games I want to play. That would be very, very damaging. It'd be self-indulgent, destructive. It would be selfish. You know, I have a family to provide for, dude. You know what I'm saying? Treat, Treat your traditional job that way. Do it. Do it. Just do what you want. Well, I need money. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, now it's okay to do something because you need the money. Sure. But when I do it, it's a problem, right? It's just it's just hypocrisy all the way down. It's it's not it's not a genuine or fair take at all. And if you want to treat your channel like that, that's totally fine. Don't expect it to ever be your primary means of income because you're constantly damaging whatever it is you've built. If you like build a channel around VR and you get some momentum and then all of a sudden you stop creating VR content, watch the numbers drop, right? Don't ever expect to make it in this business if you think it's some doe-eyed sentimentality about like, well, all these people, they just sit down and do it for the fun of it. No, they make you think that, but that's not true. The people that have made it in this industry commit to one thing, one lane, and they just do that over and over and over and over again, whether it's PUBG or Call of Duty or Fortnite or Guides or whatever it is. Once they get to a size where it's paying the bills, they're not just doing whatever they want. Now, there are people that get to a size where they can't hurt themselves because it's like... They have so many endorsements, so many deals, so many channels, so many means of income that it doesn't really matter what they do. Everybody beneath that threshold, like the 0.1 percenters in the content creator world, like those guys can pretty much do whatever they want. But if you think that is what they did to get there, again, you're naive. Like you're just being ignorant. You don't understand content creation if you think that. You just don't. What's the size so you can pivot to do whatever you want? I think when you get to a YouTube channel around a hundred grand, it frees you up quite a bit. I think when you get to five hundred grand, you can pretty much do whatever you want. You got to keep feeding the main channel, but you can pretty much do whatever you want. You can make a bunch of other channels. 
because the, the the main the main channel is a machine at that point and it gives you a lot of freedom once somebody has a million subscribers using them as an example is just it's just it's just stupid like they're in a threshold and an echelon that do, that's not touched by the normalcy of day to day like you you know you just do whatever the heck you want dude you, you can become a peppa pig streamer it doesn't matter it, now they're always going to come back to home base generally generally they're always going to come back to home base because they need to keep the engine running they can't completely pivot now some people will and they'll retire you're going to see a lot of streamers you're going to see a lot of streamers over the next 10 years just stream twice a week they're going to they're going to they're get out of here dude they are going to get out of here because it is demanding I like watching people who don't create content or who, you know, do an upload every other day or something. I like them speaking on what, like, what a live streamer like me should do. We're in different universes, man. Like, live streamers, it's completely different what the time you have to put in. Right? The time that I sit here, two hours and 43 minutes now, and then I sit for another hour in debrief, another two hours at the writer's room. Okay, that's basically three, four, five, six. That's between five and six hours of live streaming. If you're not live streaming, that's five and six hours of research, playing a game, game capture, putting together a guide, uh, looking up information about the game. Like, there's so many more things you can do. Like, you're in a different world. So, I just think there's a fundamental misunderstanding sometimes of, like, why a streamer might do something that's different than what somebody who's like traditionally doing uploads will do. I love Bluey. I'd be a member of that stream. (laughs) My daughter was enjoying the Bluey game. Um, We can take questions for about 10 more minutes. As an old gamer like yourself, I find my gaming time waxes and wanes depending on a seemingly infinite set of variables. How do you decide which games to sink more time into versus just trying out? Right now, I am just literally playing what I want. Yes, I will be streaming the Game Awards. Aaron asked that. Somebody asked if I stream with OBS. Yes. How do you rig up your displays like that? They're on like a piece of cardboard that pushes them out away from the wall and there's lights behind them. Um. Yeah, so I just play what I want to play. Like, I'll play a game when it comes out so that you guys can see it. Like, hey, let's check this out together. I'm obviously interested, you know, we did that with, you know, Lords of the Fallen, um, we did that with, uh, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario Wonder, and then after that, if it hooks me, I'm gonna keep playing, like, my backlog of games that I wanna circle back to, Assassin's Creed Mirage is there, but when I played Phantom Liberty with you guys, I was like, dude, I'm in, and I finished Phantom Liberty off stream, and I really, really enjoyed it. Like, really enjoyed it so that would be an example of something that I tried with you guys and it won me over I kept saying that I wanted cyberpunk to win me over and it finally did I think in the early days of YouTube and streaming I think there was absolutely people who had a passion for it and they were just doing what they wanted on a channel and now that YouTube and streaming is a career option you're correct you have to treat it like a full time job right and I think people look at somebody who was an early adopter and they think, well, look at this guy. This guy just does whatever he wants. He just plays whatever he wants. And it's like, go ahead and do that then. Do it. 
build build a career just doing whatever you want you won't you won't unless you have a super specific and winsome pov like you know you 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 explode on the scene like a doctor disrespect or something but if you think you're just going to play games and people are going to show up listen you're not special and your gameplay ain't special you got to be a top shelf amazing gamer if you're going to break out with your gameplay and even then if you're constantly switching you're you're going to give your you're going to give your uh, your audience they're they're gonna they're gonna get whiplash. They're gonna be like, well, it was really fun watching you play through, you know, Sekiro. Uh, but you know, now you're now you're playing this other game. Like we learned that with FromSoft games, the FromSoft audience really likes watching somebody on their very very first playthrough. But after that, if you're not doing some super crazy no hit run, the FromSoft audience moves on because they have a particular palette, and they have a particular thing they like to watch. So they loved watching my first playthrough of Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro and Elden Ring. But when we looped back, it it lost its pull. Because I wasn't doing anything novel. I wasn't doing anything that the FromSoft audience is like, hey, this is awesome, dude. That's if you look at the guys who are successful with FromSoft games, bro. They they're doing crazy stuff that I can't do. That's not my skill set. And it's uh, it's not my desire either. You gotta have a desire for that if you're gonna do that, because it's really, really hard. It's grueling. You see these amazing clips of guys, you know, beating some boss and never getting hit, and what you're not seeing is the 106 times it took him to do it. Right? I'm just, I'm not cut from that cloth, bro. I'm just not. You gotta know who you are. That's one of the first things you gotta figure out when you're doing content creation. You got to know who you are because that's going to dictate what you talk about, how you talk about it, and what games you play. It's a lot of self-awareness first. That self-awareness work has to come first. I know I'm never going to compete for your attention with my gameplay. I just, I know I'm not going to. There's nothing special about it. I can be a little comedic. I can be a little bit funny and we have a little bit of ha-has and then we move on. Like it's, you're never going to be like, dude, you Part nine of this guy's playthrough of God of War Ragnarok is so good. I, it's you. No one's no one's saying that, bro. It's just not my. It's not my. Uh, it's not my draw. And knowing that helps you not take it personal too. It's like I don't take it personal when we don't get great viewership on gameplay. I, it makes sense. It's like the audience is primarily tuned in for a talk show for years. That's not a talk show, you know. Uh, Silver Subaru says what is something that you think you could cover now but were hesitant to previously I mean I think because of the internal feelings that I had and the frustrations that I had I was going to avoid Xbox techs altogether I was going to avoid this you know Bethesda responding to negative Starfield stuff but I think part of this move is to be a little bit fearless and just say listen if you want to false frame me and clip snipe me and lie about me, that's your own personal problem and it's your own personal journey. I, I can't I can't control you doing that. But what I can control is the vibe. I can control an increase in empathy and understanding. I can control the environment and community that I foster. I can do that. You know, I can't do that if I'm constantly running away from a topic because I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to get clip sniped. They're going to clip snipe me either way, bro. 
It doesn't matter what I cover. It doesn't matter my opinion. Like yesterday, The Last of Us Remastered was super charitable. People were marked. They're like, that was so not toxic at all. It was so charitable. I got clipped a bunch and false framed and lied about a bunch. It doesn't matter. It it truly doesn't matter. I structured The Last of Us Remastered conversation to be just accepting of different opinions and listen if you don't value it that's fine this is something that i I owned my bias right i was like listen i'm late to playstation man this is good for me that doesn't mean it's good for everybody else i said so many things like that doesn't matter it doesn't matter they'll get the clip that they want and they'll say they'll say yep They'll say, yeah, look at this. Look at this pony. Look at this liar. Look at this e-beggar. You, you literally cannot control it. Their hate is a constant. So rather than feel like I've got to like protect the content or protect myself, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. You don't have power here. Number one, you don't have power here because you're banned. Number two, you don't have power here because a lot of them are too cowardly to come in and talk. They just won't. I welcome it. It's like, come in and discuss. Seriously. Come in and discuss. That's what we're trying to foster. But if you're going to lurk in the shadows and you're just going to clip snipe and hate me, that's that's your own that's your own personal journey. That's your own decision of how to live your life that I have no control over. GGA Bronco jumps back in as a member. Thank you so much. Can't reason with these guys, I'm telling you. Right. So, I think in some respects it's going to be liberating to be like, "No, we are going to talk about that." We are going to talk about that. And if someone was to say, well, this guy said he wasn't going to console wars. Now he's talking about the Xbox tax. Everybody talked about the Xbox tax. So is everybody console warring? I don't think so. I think there's plenty of people who weighed in on the, on the Xbox tax. And we're just like, what's, what's going on here? This isn't, this isn't real. If you think it's real, show up to the show when we talk about it. I want to know why you think it's real. The floor, the floor will be open, Right. Um, have you ever had a moment where you almost lost your faith and walked the road of atheism or even other religions if so what brought you back in yeah that's way too personal uh, It's I guess it's not personal it's way too I mean it is personal Um, that's just so not a topic that we cover here Um, and yeah there, there have been there was a lot of, yeah we, we can't get into that <laughs> We can't get into that, dude. We can't get into that. I don't have a channel for that right now and and may never. And may never. Um I would love to have a channel to go over like the books I'm reading and the things I'm thinking and the Yeah, we just don't have a spot for that right now. Um Outside of the obvious bad actors says Kelswiss, will you unban some of the other content creators you may have blocked on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know. Some of them are committed to being dishonest and lying about me. Some of them are committed to being nasty and and smearing, and I don't I don't have any interest in engaging with that. You know, I don't. It's it's a wavelength and it's energy that I think is just it's it's unhealthy for me. I think it's toxic and I it's it's I don't have a whole lot of trust for some of those folks. I just don't trust them. I think they're I think there's just a lot of opportunism and there's a lot of fear. Um, and I think when people are driven by fear and opportunistic, you know, behavior, I think they're going to 
maybe say what needs to be said, and then I'm gonna turn around in three months and regret it and be like, yep, here we go again. Um, it's one thing to be like, that guy's a pony. It's another thing to commit to falsehood and smear tactics to convince people to not watch me. That's different. When you start making a concerted effort to attack my livelihood and how I provide for my family, you're in a very unique category. That's not disagreement. That's not discourse. Once you cross that line, my, my, my husband-dad instinct kicks in, and you're now in a very unique category, and you don't get out of it very easily. I think dads and husbands resonate with that. You start messing with my money, you start messing with my livelihood, and it's intentional, it's malicious, you're, you're, you're in a special category at that point. And you don't just get to walk, you don't just get to strut out of that category. You don't. Like I, 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 I take a very, very hard stance of protection against, you know, and I think a lot of this just stems from the juvenility and the extended adolescence. I think a lot of them, this is just something fun that they do, and they don't see the severity of besmirching, smearing, and slandering somebody and convincing large portions of an audience to basically like, don't watch that guy, he's a grifter, he's a liar, he's a this. They don't see the severity of that because they're in this sort of, they're not in this as like, or maybe they are. Whatever it is that's motivating that, I don't necessarily know if they can step out and see the severity of, I'm, I am maliciously affecting somebody's way of earning a living. I'm making it harder for this person to get sponsors. I'm making it harder for this person to get to work with other companies. Like the way they misrepresented why I didn't review that what Quantum Error game. Nothing but smear and dishonesty and lies. None of that was a fair accounting of what happened. And they're making it a, they're making a concerted effort to affect my ability to earn money and grow buddy I'm attached to people and when you start doing that you are now in a very special category and you don't get out of it very easily you don't and if you want to say it's just satire it's just for lulls it's just for fun it's just a character that I do I don't believe you I think people veil their cruelty and their anger and their unhappiness under the guise of it's just a prank bro it's just for it's just a joke bro it's just satire bro no i think you're cruel i think you try to hurt people and that's a, that's a, that's a really really easy that's a very very easy scapegoat and that's just a line i have to draw after everything after everything i've been through that's a line i have to draw you start messing with my livelihood no. No. You're speaking to my inner dad and husband. You mess with my livelihood, my ability to provide for my family, and you have made an enemy for life. I don't even want to use enemy language. It's just like you're in a category where I, I can't I can't let you back in. I can't interact with you. You're not to be trusted. You're not to be trusted. We gotta go to members. I owe you guys members. Let me do it really quickly. Let me do a 20 bomb. I, got, I owe you guys 25 members. 
and I'm going to hit this 20 bomb while I schedule the member stream. If you guys want to become a member and join us for these follow-ups, for these debriefs, uh, for these conversations that end the day typically, uh, upgrade to a Reforged Writer or just snag a membership, maybe get it gifted, and then you can become a part of what we do. Um, let's see here. This will be the console war debrief. Um, And we'll use the Reforge Refuge member's thumb uh, unless you got one, uh, Creech. Okay. Uh... I don't like these videos to get over three hours. So this is going to feel like a very abrupt end, which is, again, this is a great reason to be a member. You get the extra content. You get the extra streams. You get the behind the scenes. Um, I'm going to add a redirect. And here's the final five that I owe you guys. And we're going to get out of here. You guys can click the link in chat. You can come with us. Uh... Or you can ride the redirect. Mm. Okay. All right, there's a link in chat. That's where we're headed. That is where we are headed. YouTube's being really slow and won't let me go live. Hey, thanks so much for being a member. You may have gotten gifted a member. Huge member day. Talking about walking away from the console war. Changing the vibe and the approach to discussion and dialogue on the channel. Not that I was necessarily console warring on a regular basis, but I was definitely letting the console war affect how I framed things. I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over with a redirect who is a member or can be a member. 